This week on Nintendo Main, we're going to talk Octopath Traveler, and we have Janet back to talk about her new adventure on the YouTube. <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? I finally got my Mabel amiibo. Ooh. Nintendo Main episode 130. This is the uh, number one best place to find Nintendo news from Nintendo fans. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. Uh, Hannah's my favorite. Johnson. <laughs> I'm Jeremy. These nuts, Mikowski. And we have our special guest. Yeah, I'm Janet. Uh, no middle name, Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Oh, okay. That's all right. You can stand by that. So, um, yeah, we're here with, with you. Um, let's do let's do what we normally do at the beginning of the show. We'll talk about what we've been playing for the week and uh, what and what we've bought. Actually, uh, John is going to probably jump on later. He's he's in a meeting right now. But um, I just wanted to say a quick disclaimer as to last week's episode. Uh, at the beginning of it, I said that we were going to release the second part of our Secret Origins of Metroid with uh, David Kay and. Um, there were some complications with that, so we won't be releasing the second half. So, uh, sorry if you're waiting for that. Uh, it's just, it's just going to be one of those like uh, mystery episodes of Nintendo Main. It's just going to be the mystery of the show. It's like whatever happened to part two? Well, that's it. We just won't know. <laughs> that's that's what's coming of that. It'll surface so. in like thirty years. Yeah, maybe <laughs> if if we get famous and we can sell it on a CD or something for two dollars, then maybe. <laughs> but yeah, that's what. Actually, I don't even know if it'll fit on a CD. It might be too long. But yeah, that's DLC content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Nintendo Domain Season Pass. Yeah, I think so, if you compress it as an MP3 file, it could fit as yeah. a data file on a. Well, yeah, it could fit on anything then, I guess. Even though I still think it's like three gigs or something like that. Maybe a small like <laughs> thumb drive or a portable hard drive. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, that's uh, that one's gone. It's uh, it's out. It's it's, it's disappeared, and here we are in one in one thirty, which will be a better episode. Anyway, so I know um. So let's talk about what we got this week. I know what you got, Jeremy, if you got anything. I know we both got Octobath, Octobath Traveler, and I definitely want to talk about that. Have you? Did you get that? I know you said before that you were not necessarily into longer games, Janet, and that one's kind of like a 100-plus one. But are yeah. You, but <laughs> yeah, you, no, I, I haven't picked that up yet. Uh, I'm not really sure if I will. I feel like I can't take on a longer game until mm -hmm. I beat Breath of the Wild and God of War. Oh, okay. So okay. I'm kind of holding out a little bit for that, but uh, the reviews have been amazing for it. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. maybe it's uh, yeah. I don't know what um, I know. We've talked to, we talked a little bit about RPGs, like just in the uh, the realm of like Xenoblade and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. It, it, I don't know if you did. You have a lot of experience with like uh, the the more like 16 bit ones, like the Final Fantasies on Super Nintendo or like Fantasy Star on Sega or anything like that. No, not really. I would say it's probably one of my like gaming gaps. Um, I think I don't really know why it is. I maybe because I got into Sony later than Nintendo. Like I kind of grew up on Nintendo and got to Sony okay. by the time I was already like conditioned to just be a platforming person. Oh, okay. So then like that genre was just something that I never really like checked out fully. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, minus like you know like most of my RPG stuff is like pretty basic, like 
Pokemon, right? It's like barely RPG, like oh, sure, baseline yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, Pokemon's, yeah, Pokemon's an RPG. I mean, it's like most great Nintendo games where it's like easy to understand at first, but then there's this Mm -hmm. whole other complexity to it. Like if you want to get into it, because there's, I mean, I like Pokemon, but like all the the breeding and the shinies and all that stuff, I never really got into that or like the competitive and that's a whole nother, that can be a whole nother crazy thing along with that. But uh, yeah, Octopath kind of, I think it kind of caters to the nostalgia of of people that might have, that might have played a lot of the sprite based RPGs. But aside mm-hmm. from that, I still think it's a fantastic game, and I think it looks absolutely gorgeous, and I love the art style that they're doing. And I really wish that Square would... I mean, Final Fantasy VI is, like, my favorite, plus, slash, the best Final Fantasy, I think, out of all of them. And a lot of people would agree with me. And I would love to see them remake Final Fantasy VI in that style. Like, I would totally play the shit out of that game. They did, like, so many remakes of four, and there was never, like, you know, any really love for six. And it's and apparently it's it, it's in our news, but we could do it now. But apparently it's selling really well. I've heard the yeah. physical copies are pretty hard to get because Square, being the the weird company that they are, didn't expect to sell a lot of copies of this game. That's basically like a love letter to their to the games that made them fa- famous in the first place. You know, like the old uh, the old Final Fantasies, and I guess they did. So hundred was it like one hundred ten thousand on the release. Yeah, on the reset, which is good for a game like that, you know, like for a niche, for like a very much a niche market, a uh, turn-based RPG. That's all. And like, it seems like Nintendo and Square weren't expecting to make that kind of sales. Yeah, or that level of sales. Yeah, and then and it, well, it sounds like the same story as a uh, Bravely Default was again because they said the same thing with that one, with the first one, where they're like, where it sold a lot, and they're like, oh, I didn't expect it to sell. It's like, well. I don't know, it always felt like Square didn't really know what their fan base wanted. <laughs> it always seemed like they were kind of confused, especially when they made like three Final Fantasy 13s. Where it's like, oh uh, right, you mean like always, <laughs> or when they made a giant movie instead of focusing on games? Well, yeah, that movie kind of like destroyed them, but kind of disrupted the company. But yeah, I mean, it's I'm, I'm I'm very happy that it's that it's selling well, and I'm happy that people like it, and I like it a lot. I'm sure you played it more than I have, right, Jeremy? All right, yeah. So. uh one thing I wanted to, ma- I did want to make a comment. You mentioned uh, you want Final Fantasy VI remade in that style. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it would work because I think the way the maps are laid out complements that the blurriness in the foreground and the background. Like, mm. I don't know if viewing like let's say Narsh in Final Fantasy VI with that sort of blurring, like if it would be as it would seem as familiar because you'd only see part of the map instead of seeing the whole overhead. You know what I mean? Sure. That's just yeah. what. I, oh, wait, because they'd thoughts. have to like kind of tilt it more a little bit because it's. Because it gives like I think a 3D, the, I think the maps yeah. are designed to take advantage of that effect so that they can put like scenery and mm-hmm. you sort of like meander over hills and behind things and stuff. That's the map's been customized to fit the visual style. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, I've played it a lot. I think I just hit about I think I'm at like 13 hours. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, I, had... I mean, that's just the introductory part too. Still. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you have all of them? All eight of them? Yet? I. I'm working on the seventh out of the eighth character right now. Just oh, okay. do, just doing the first chapter. I haven't done any second yeah. chapters for anyone. Because what I, what I've heard it ramps up pretty monumentally. Like when you um, it it gets a lot harder once you get to the second part of each of the characters' stories. Yeah. So you need to. So, it's best to play through all of them, I guess, before you get there. So I did. I did. I did want to clarify the these nuts comment. Like while I'm still <laughs> thinking about it, because sometimes I forget to clarify my comments. Yeah. Um, I was. It was an enemy I was fighting in uh in the woods. Um, it's a, it's called like majestic marmot or something like mm-hmm. that. It's a marmot, and uh, that's one of his attacks. Is these nuts? Yeah, and it really? uh, it hits everyone for significant damage. So I laughed out loud. I tried to hit the capture button. It doesn't let you capture video, and I haven't. 
been able to get a screen cap of that attack since oh, then, but I really, really? I, you know, I I'm need to. I'm kind of curious as to how does Nintendo determine what you can't and can't take video of? Because at first they were like, oh, only first party. And then they were I, like, but also Celeste. And now they're I, like, we don't probably know. probably the actual company themselves that... Really? They probably have to add the functionality, yeah. I would think. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's Maybe the, the yeah, I think it's the developers because I've actually been surprised by a lot of these, like uh like the last couple like like Ease like Ease eight had it, like um even like the Shiny Resonance Refrain, the 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 game that we're gonna talk to uh, next week. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. next week. But um that one that had it on there too, and like even like uh like there was a whole th- I don't know if you listen, we had a podcast way back where we talked about the game mm-hmm. Outlast, that like horror game. And there's a yeah. part where you get chased by a naked guy and you can like see his dick and all that. And I was like so <laughs> surprised by that on a Nintendo game just because so I've never seen uh-huh. I've never seen dick. But yeah, you can capture the video too. <laughs> and I put it on and I put it on Twitter and I was like, Wow, okay. This is a whole different world. So yeah, I feel like it depends on whether you put it in there or not. And I'm really the surprised future of gaming is here. <laughs> yeah. I'm really surprised that Octopath Traveler doesn't have that in there because like I don't know. They and kinda... it's a bummer too because it's that first playthrough that you want to like yeah. memorialize for yourself and look mm-hmm. at later. And I wish I mean I could capture it through OBS, I guess, and I haven't I haven't done any capture of it, but oh, okay. I've been trying to take screen grabs when I think of yeah. funny stuff and sure. I wish I'd caught these nuts, but next time. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, you can uh, and, and speaking of my middle name, uh, can't you capture the marmot with uh Hannah? Because yeah. you use it as a healing spell, I, I remember that, or mm-hmm. like an item. Uh does the marmot heal? No, the marmot the marmot scratches, I believe. Well it's one the, of them uh, what's the, the healing mossy one? meep that heals. The meep, you. yeah. Okay, it was the M's that I that I got confused. Uh, the, mo- mossy meep. <laughs> the mossy meep and the marmot. It's yeah. kinda like a weird like hedgehog slash pig looking thing with mm-hmm. moss on its back yeah yeah but it's uh hannah's like basically she's like a beast master she's sort of like light pokemon where you can catch you can mm-hmm. catch all the creatures that you fight against and then they then they kind of are like an item you can use them like four or five times and then they disappear and then you have to catch a different one and and you use it as a it's, it's an interesting mechanic like each of the characters have their own thing and i and i saw it on the nvc group but then i noticed it the way in the game the way it has the characters laid laid out, but each of their names spells out uh, Octopath. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That. If you go into the, you know, like if you go into the journal and it shows you like what stories you've seen, it has them all lined up like as their like O C T O P A T H. Oh. So they're all yeah. So if you look in there, you see it that it's like oh okay, yeah, because there's like Ophelia and like the Ryan and Ertherian. Or the, or I like calling him the Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, you got oh, the no, okay. oh yeah. yeah. You got the yeah, physical yeah. copies. Well, they're, so. not, they're not in order there. Yeah, but in the game, when you go oh, into the journal, it. it shows them in order. So I could understand how you would how you'd figure that out. But I've only I've only gotten to play like maybe like four four and a half hours of it. I wasn't able to get it when it came out because I had to buy a bunch of sound shit and I was low on money. But I got it, I got it this week. I've been working pretty pretty crazy hours. So I I got to play it a little bit yesterday, but I played I played the three hours of the demo and then I've played it in an hour and a half and now I'm like right before Primrose's story. But I mean I, I think it's great. Uh, uh, Jess has been playing it too and she's been getting into it, so it's like uh, I totally recommend it. I mean she I know it's book club it together. It's a little uh, I mean it's, it's it it can be a little little overwhelming I guess with the size of it, but I say I mean the demo's free, you know, so you can play the first three hours of the game for free. So. True. Definitely give it a try and at least you know just take a look at like I'd say I'd say Marvel it at the beauty have a very <laughs> uh, urgent tone to it either like 
yeah, once you're actually fighting the battles, they're hard and stuff, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really push you forward. Like you have to do this now and you have to, like, it kind of gives you the chance to sort of meander about and explore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's, I wouldn't say it's open world, but I guess it kind of is. You can go wherever you want, but you might get killed because it's, the enemies yeah. are too strong. And there's a and there's like a warning. There's like a danger level. Like if you, uh-huh. it'll say like danger danger level something, and you should have your characters leveled up to around that. Because I went, I was trying to figure out where to go next. Because it is kind of like a, you know, where everything's connected and there's not a world map, mm-hmm. which would also be like completely different from Final Fantasy and all that. But it's it's cool. It's cool in that way where it's all kind of seamless. One complaint I do have in the game is a uh, random battles. I feel like that's kind of a thing that's not really. I mean, even Dragon Quest games don't have random battles anymore. Like, at least you can see the character and you can run from them and they actually, you know what I mean? You see a character on the map. So it was kind of weird for me to go back to where, like, you just randomly get attacked and there's no, you know. But I guess that's part of the It's annoying if you're walking to a treasure chest and you have to fight three battles and you can see it, like, right there. Yeah. And then you finally get to it and it's just, like, a healing grape, which is, like, the basic healing item. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I've I've been doing my best since I heard that it ramps up, you know, I'm trying mm-hmm. to fight all the, all the fights I, I get into and sure. trying to use all my special skills to steal and get like as much out of the battles as I can. That way I can get the best weapons. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get myself ready for that yeah. ramp. Hopefully I'm ready for it when it happens. Sure. And then the battle system is uh reminiscent of a uh, bravely default, but not as mm-hmm. complex. And as six. That. It's like six in default for sure. Yeah. Well, with the, all just the special can, skills feel yeah. like, they're from Final Fantasy VI in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's different. Um, yeah, every uh, they make every character different, and I felt like it was heavily inspired by Final Fantasy VI, also in the way you do the different uh, beginning chapters to all the characters. Because Final Fantasy VI apparently originally was the idea was like, what if what if we have like twenty protagonists? What if like everybody's the main character and we like develop it like that? And I kind of feel like the same way with this that it was inspired by that. But, I'd um, say it's definitely a contender for my game of the year. Oh yeah, no, I was. Uh, oh well, wow! When we were talking, uh, well, well, unlike the Nintendo side, this we, we were talking a couple episodes back. Like this year, you know, twenty twenty eighteen has been a lot different than twenty seventeen. Ninten- oh, yeah. Nintendo's pretty much been silent on their releases. Like all we've really gotten so far is uh, Mario Tennis and Kirby Star Allies, and mm-hmm. both of those were kind of disappointing. You know, so it's like. Yeah. <laughs> so it's there's not really much from them, but on the other side the third party is amazing. Like it's a uh, like for me so far like Ease 8 and and Octopath are like my contenders for one and two games of the year for, Cel- for Switch. Celeste was awesome. Well, Celeste was I great still, too. I still play that sometimes. But I love yeah. I was love that this year. Yeah. That was this year, right? That was this year. Yeah, yeah it was earlier this year. Yeah. yeah. There were I mean there were a lot of really good solid uh, indie games that came out and a lot, a lot of good solid third party. And that's, that's good. Like that's for, and you know, it's been a long time since Nintendo's actually had that where they can actually like, cause they haven't really like, I mean, if you think about it, I know people say smash is new, but it's pretty much a, a port with added stuff to it from the Wii U one. But, but it really, the only new things we're getting is like Kirby tennis and super Mario party, which I'm very excited about. So my prize going to good, but, uh, <laughs> but, hope. but that's not out yet. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's probably going to be my game of the year from Nintendo. Is, uh, is Super Mario Party just because I love those games? You can't see, but I have a the, there's a Mario Party championship belt. Oh, yeah, Actually, you can yeah, kind of see that. it over there. But yeah, that's a me and Mario Party have a huge history. Uh, friends of mine, we made a belt and we used to do like competitions and stuff for it and all that, and play a lot of drunk Mario parties and and it's fun. It's a then I and I kind of missed having a good like party game on Switch. 
you know that you can just uh, it's a, and I was like really hoping for Mario Party and Mario Party Top 100 was on my list for last year too so yeah. you know so I'm a huge I fan I think pretty much every time we hang out we play at least one game of Mario Party on some system yeah it's a great well, which stop. lately it's been the top 100 because you can play it for free like you can die. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> my cat is freaking out hey <laughs> hey, hey you buddy. can you can just like download the game, like you know, through the local connection and play it for free. So that's awesome. Oh yeah, With yeah. Somebody else having the game. Mm. Oh, for uh, Mario Top One Hundred. Yeah, the DS one. So we played that several times now. Yeah, no, that was that was actually the selling factor for me was that it was uh, download play because then we could play it like uh, that. Jess and I could play it, and and there were a lot of times we played four player with the uh, with you and Conan also like with just and all you mm-hmm. need is just one game and and three and four three DSs and it's a. Uh, and it's fun. And they did, you know, brought back a lot of the old games in there and stuff like that. So for people yeah. who are fans of the 64 and GameCube. I wonder stuff, if the Switch is going to have, like, an element of that. Because I know, like, in the, the trailer they showed, they showed, like, the multiple mm-hmm. Switch consoles, like, lining up to make, like, a board. Yeah. So I'm wondering, my prediction is they're either going to have that functionality or, like, that's a game mode that you can, like, click within Mario Party mm-hmm. where other people could download, like... A that section of the game because I would imagine like the everyone owning Mario Party and bringing mm. their switches together it seems kind of excessive yeah um so I'm curious as to how like that component of it will will function yeah that would if if they did end up doing that that would be the very first uh, download play switch game right yeah because I'm really surprised that that hasn't because that was such a huge thing for like DS and 3DS and even like Game Boy Advance or some game some games like the Mario Kart game you could do a download play thing through the link but I'm so surprised that they haven't. That hasn't been you a thing yet. You just had to be Yoshi. That's all you could be. Yeah, you can only be Yoshi, but you could still. I think do there it. was like four courses. Yeah, no, we did it. But I remember yeah, that. That was fun. We, we played yeah. it on the the Super Circuit because you got that one, and uh, it's just I'm surprised that there hasn't been a game that has a download play. It w- it would suck if you have to all get the. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how it ends up coming out. But it's yeah, the, there's no way they can make like expect everyone to have it for yeah. like I don't know if that's like a mini game or like a different mode or like what that was. Mm-hmm. But I'd say. For download play, it would have to be within the UI of the game because I don't think that's an option in the system thing like it is on the DS. Yeah, where it's actually, just like its own option. Mm-hmm. Actually, I take that back because there because in in Namco Museum, uh, you can do a similar thing for Pac Man Verse, where you can download, or, yeah, you can download a free like version of it from the eShop, and you can play with other people who don't have the game. So there there is oh, that, okay. which I never ended. I didn't get up get end up getting the Namco Museum game, but that is on there. And if anybody buys uh, Jeremy Parrish's Flip Grip, which is coming out this winter, you can play mm-hmm. a lot of those games. Like, uh, oh, in, I'll uh, be getting that Tate Tate mode. Did you uh, did you do the uh, Kickstarter for that? No. Okay. Because yeah. I think the Kickstarter's out, and I was and I didn't do it either. And I was wondering, I was like, am I going to be able to get it easily? Like, because they hit their number really quickly. I mean, I know? don't want it that bad, but I want it. Yeah. Eventually. No. I, yeah, I want it too. But, like that's a very. I would probably buy Ikaruga if I bought that. Mm-hmm. Finally get Ikaruga. Yeah, Ikaru- I mean Ikaruga's had had like the best price ever, fifteen dollars for a game. Yeah, games. I don't honestly, I kind of forgot fantastic. about it until I just mentioned it, but I do want yeah. to buy that eventually. Yeah, for sure. Keep getting distracted by all these other great games, like uh... yeah, we're, I mean, we're in a great spot right now. Like for me and my, it's like I I'm I'm playing like three great RPGs, and I have like Wolfenstein two also on there, and uh, and tennis. If I feel like uh, torturing myself, I could try to play that <laughs> some more. You know? I'm still stuck on that reflection room. Oh man, th- I was able to get that. I just the blooper. I, have you? Do you have the tennis game, Janet? I don't have blooper. I don't have tennis. Oh okay. I was going to get it, but then I was like, 
the time came and I was like, $60? I don't know. Not that it's not worth yeah. $60. Just I'm like, do I want to spend it right now on mm. tennis? Uh, I heard it's surprisingly good. Would you say, is that accurate or is it? I don't know if it's worth what 60 What it is. Well, um, I mean, it's I, the mechanics are great. Like the uh, online is great. Uh, I just, mm-hmm. the single player was is kind of like not really what I thought it was going to be. It's uh, and brutally hard too. Like they kind of mm-hmm. like, speaking of ramping shit up, like they make that really difficult like very quickly in that game it feels like it's like right the, off the bat the rpg like, element that was such a like a sell for it for the single player yeah, mode is like it's not really there it doesn't really make any sense at all you just you just keep leveling up but it's not like attributes are leveling up you're just mm. oh and now i'm level six because i had oh, to play okay. this 10 times so yeah. i guess i'm better now i mean i guess the character controls better over time but there's not really mm. like it's just like an arbitrary number almost mm-hmm. yeah to make it look like an rpg i mean there's interesting boss battles in there which i do like playing but some of it is just like ridiculous like like i'm stuck on this part where i'm fighting blooper and we're on a ship and there's a giant pole in the middle of the tennis net you know so that kind of like fucks everything up because if you hit the pole it's going to go bounce the other way that you don't expect mm-hmm. it to go and yeah and plus it's bloopers seems to be pretty hard on that and you really need to know how to do all the different moves and but uh in our in our news which we can talk about now but they're adding another update to like try to balance out the characters because apparently like um bowser jr was like super overpowered so they're like oh, um, yeah they're <laughs> they're they're, they're, ta- they're cutting him down like in the newest update so and i know they're they're doing they're starting to add like um like ranked modes like whether you're you know, where you can uh, level up, like depending on how much points you've gotten on the online mode. So there's, so they're listening to people mm-hmm. and they're trying to balance it. And they're okay. changing, they're changing like how much. Uh, I know they're changing like how much you, how much power you use for like different moves and stuff like that to make it a little more yeah, balanced. Yeah, I think so there's they're definitely... something about the timing of the charge shots is going to be changed. Either they yeah. give you more time to charge or less. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But... Yeah, I think what they were trying to do to make it make, I think they were trying to make it where like. I don't know. There was something in there where there's there's a way that you can't return it because you'll be out of energy doing one thing. So they're doing balancing issues. So they oh, are like body shots. You can't get a yeah. body shot on your serve anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they're doing stuff to to try to fix it. But they really the big thing that killed me about the adventure mode, and we talked about it with with Kevin when he was on. But uh, once you do, once you try out like a a level or a challenge or whatever, there's no retry button or retry option. So like. You lose, you have to go back to the map, you have to pick it again, and then you start it. And you have to watch this, like, animation of Mario being upset that he lost every time. And it really kills you when you're, like, (laughs) stuck on this one that you have to play, like, 20 times. And it's just, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, you should have made it to where, like, you could pause and restart. Or you can even do that on the GameCube game. Like, and that game's, like, old. You know, like, the Mario Power Tennis. Like, you could restart on that. It's, like, I don't understand. It feels like something that... You know, that should have been, I think you can even do it on the 64 one, like at the beginning of all these games. It's like, why? I don't know. Maybe because it's a story mode, they think you want to see the animation or whatever. I don't know. But that's what really kills me on that one. So I did buy a couple other things. Did you, is it, was all you bought uh, Octopath? Trip? Yeah, the only thing I got was Octopath. So yeah, well, we got on a tangent, but we definitely had to talk about Octopath because that game is, is, oh, yeah. is huge. And I mean, I, I'd like to do a full episode about it at some point once we've played yeah what a friend i don't want to spoil anything for anyone at this point a a friend of mine uh actually brother to one of my upstairs neighbors jesse he uh he's like the biggest like bravely default fan i've ever met like he like thinks that's like the god tier rpg is what he called it and uh he and he and he bought uh he bought octopath traveler and uh, we we've been talking back and forth about it and i was and i was and i'm hoping to have him on some point to talk about it because he's like 
he just wants to, he's, he's like, I want to gush. He's just like, I want to gush about Brave the Default. And I'm like, sure, dude. Yeah, whatever you <laughs> you want to talk about, it, you can. But I always considered him the expert on it because he had play, has played through it like multiple times and done all that. And I think he did, did the second one also. So Wow. But uh, yeah. Well, those games, that's another thing that Octopath we, I wish would have had that Brave, Brave the Default does is the uh, whole like battle slider, you know, where you can completely turn off random battles if you need to. So, like, I love that. So, like, if you get stuck in a dungeon and you know you're not going to make it out, you're like, you're going to get killed, you can completely turn them off and then you can walk out of the dungeon. Or you can go turn them all off and go find all the treasures. And then, or if you want to grind, you can turn them, like, all the way up to, like, 200%. And then they're, like, more, you know, like, that was, I felt like it was, like, the the RPG person's RPG, you know, (laughs) Bravely Default was. Because it was, like, here's all these different options. You know, feel free to break the game or do do whatever, (laughs) you know. So hopefully, maybe hopefully they'll do something like that in the future. I know this is kind of like a, I don't know if it's the same team, but it's definitely inspired by it. But but yeah, that's uh, the last I want to say about Octopath. But what else did you get? <laughs> <laughs> well, at the top of the show, I mentioned my Mabel Amiibo, which was kind of a joke. I really wasn't excited to get my Mabel Amiibo, but um, you know the one I'm talking about, right? She's got like Animal Crossing r- green and white checkered cloth. It's an Animal Crossing Amiibo. Mm. Hold on, I'll go grab. It. Is she? Uh... Oh, like the little, is it a porcupine? I don't know. Is Mabel one of the, oh no, she's one of the, the so, the, the. She's um, like blue with the little ears. Ear. Is it a porcupine? Or a hedgehog uh, yeah. or something? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 This is the one that I've seen like the most of and probably the one that sold the least. So this was $2. Nice. <laughs> so I was like, I got oh, nice. it. It was the last one they had, but I got my, I got my Mabel Amiibo. Um, and then the other thing I bought, which I'm kind of, I'm pretty excited about, and I don't know when I'm going to get it, but uh, 8-Bit Doe offered some more controller stuff as they continue to do. Oh, um, yeah, that was on this the This time they as well. offer these kits where you can replace the guts of your controller and make it wireless. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something you can reverse, too, which I, a lot of people online are complaining that you're ruining stuff by putting this in it. But you can you can put the old guts back in after afterwards. All you do is unscrew it and replace the circuit board inside. Uh-huh. And uh, you uh, I bought one for an original SNES controller that turns it into a Bluetooth controller wow. that you can use with the Switch or with the uh, the adapter for the two classic editions. So I have this wow. SNES cr- controller that I've had since I was 19, 18 or 19 when I bought my first Super Nintendo from my cousin and it's never worked the start button doesn't work i think the left trigger barely works and so that's always been the you know you get the crappy controller sort of thing now it's just been in a box for years but i'm going to turn it into a wireless controller i'm kind of excited Mm. so i i uh if you go to their site and you and you order one of these things um and they've got it for the sega uh, as well, you can do it for the Sega Genesis or the Master System, one of the two. Nice. But um, if you go to their site and you try to order one of these things, it'll it'll like list like thirty dollars shipping charge. So initially, I'm like, why the hell would I buy this? Well, but it, it defaults to the like most expensive shipping, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. like supposed to get to you within a few days. So I chose the least expensive, which is like two to three weeks. I don't okay. know when I'm gonna see this thing because mm-hmm. that's really vague, but. I spent a lot less on shipping that way. It was like four bucks. So nice. Yeah. That's... Whenever I get this thing, I, I definitely have something to say about it because I don't know. It's exciting. And another thing I thought about, and I sort of saw people talking about it online, was you can take those and put them in basically anything. Try to make your own custom controller if you wanted. Yeah, because yeah, I, be 
And I know you've talked before. You're very much about DIY to a point. Well, we've talked a long time to about a like... point. I'm not really into soldering. <laughs> I'm not like oh sure into that yet. So I like these kits where you can just change out shells and stuff like that. So Are you gonna make the? Have you made the sp- custom Joy-Con yet? Where you take out the grays and make like the you know like the clear shell and all that? I'm scared, but I think <laughs> if, I, if I ever buy an, another set of Joy Cons, right? Yeah, I you don't want to do that with your main pair. Yeah. I don't think. Exactly. I want to do. I want. I've seen people doing like it where where you like fix the D pad to give it like an actual D pad instead of yeah, like the, the four D-pad. buttons. Yeah. Oh, the, you know, appropriate D pad or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right, I have to cut part of the shell off. Yeah, because yeah. I'd be. Yeah, doing the. I mean, doing like a Super Nintendo controller, like I would do that. But like doing the Joy-Con when you're getting to into like a rumble and like a gyroscopic and like movement and all that, that that kind of freaks me out. Also, well, it's uh, like, I heard uh, it's pretty easy. Like you just kind of pop yeah. it out and. It's like takes like an hour or something or two uh, hours, but yeah, I just don't uh, can't do it. Yeah, our guest for the Majora's Mask episode long ass time ago, uh, oh, Max, Max. Yeah, he he's, he did it. He said it was easy. He said he I think he said what you said, Janet. It took about an hour, mm-hmm. and he yeah. just took his time with it. Took I think he mentioned he might have taken photos along the way as reference points, which I will definitely do as yeah. well. Tweet that shit, man. Um, I mean, there's YouTube videos on how to do it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I bought. So okay. Yeah, I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk, of course, to what you got, Janet. I buy a game every week, like a cheap game to make, because I I do like YouTube videos of like an hour of it. Mm-hmm. Some people, some of them really blow up. Like my uh, like the most watched game I I have is Mom hid my game. <laughs> oh, I love that game. Because I'm like because I feel <laughs> like it was awesome. It was so good. I mean, aside from the soundtrack stuff that I've made, like uh, but because I think I was the only one who played through the whole game, so people actually uh-huh. you know watch it. So it has like I don't know. 6,000 views or something like that. That's so but, cool. Is that just, is that on like a Nintendo domain YouTube or is that your own YouTube or what? It's, well, it's Nintendo domain. It's, it's a, the website is, is Fingmater, F-A-N-G-M-A-T-E-R, because that's what my very first YouTube that I made. And if you go on there, you can actually find some old, some old movies that Jeremy and I made on there. If you dig deep enough from, from <laughs> film, from film school, which are pretty funny. But, uh, Dude. yeah, that's, that was on there. And, uh, yeah, I feel like, and I've been, uh, doing soundtrack stuff whenever there isn't soundtrack and stuff and that seems to be getting a lot of hits like i just put a i just put the pocket rumble soundtrack up there in stereo in stereo okay, now. the weirdest thing with this is kind of like i'll repeat this later in some senses mm-hmm. um i got pocket rumble but not on my switch my brother got it but we live together so it's yeah like have access sure. to it um and when we dock it it's blurry yeah like the whole thing is super blurry when we dock it undocked it looks great mm-hmm. i don't know why weird. no one else has this problem yeah, no, no one I, else does. I don't know weird. what to do. It's so weird. We tried other TVs too, like where maybe like maybe it's the TV. We like mm. changed the aspect ratio. Like it wow. was crazy, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna try to contact like the developers or something. Like my game is broken. You you probably can like uh just just tweet at them. Like most yeah. most indie developers are pretty cool. Like like I got this like uh, Metroidvania ish like space shooter thing Forma Eight. It was like an early indie release for the Switch, and I got mm-hmm. stuck on a level, and I just posted the picture and was like, "What do I do?" And the the de- developers like directly contacted me and told me what to do. So like, they're pretty cool about that, you know, because yeah, it's I love and, that. So nice. And most yeah, most stuff that I posted like gameplay or whatever, I normally get likes or like retweets from the from mm-hmm. the developers. So. You know they want to they want to talk to you about it, so it's like definitely. I'm sure I'm sure they'll. Uh, what what is it? Chucklefish is that the guys who were on that? I think I think it was. That. I hope so. That's a great name. Yeah, <laughs> they're the uh, ones that did Stardew Valley. 
Yeah, but I think I think it was Chucklefish among other stuff. But I know that the I know that the band that did all the songs is Ash Wednesday because, uh, you know, I, I went through and tried to find all the information about the uh, about the band and all that. But but yeah, it's that's a shame because that game is really fun and uh, and we're you know there's a switch there's a switch meetup coming up this week with Kevin Fair of uh, yeah, I Play I'm Games be there. and uh, I'm doing a DJ set there. Granted, I get out of work soon enough, but hopefully I'll be there. But yeah, I'm doing a I'm doing a video game. Uh, WRTR Radio, which you can Sweet. listen to the um, episode now. It's out the uh, Switch one that I did. But if there's time, I'm going to make a second one that isn't that hasn't been released with more with more Switch games. But it's all music from Switch games. So there's stuff from like Splatoon and uh, and Odyssey, and there's some like weird stuff in there, like uh, that that uh, disco dodgeball robot game, and like uh, I just kind of went went crazy with it. And like you know, there's some stuff I cheated on that was like. Like there's stuff from Mega Man in there because there's a Mega Man collection, and then there's like a Street Fighter song also, and yeah, it's it's cool. It's a it's a good mix. I I dig it. So uh, definitely, if you're in the Chicago area, ta- stop by on the 24th at the Emporium and and come come listen to me and come play games with uh with Kevin and and all the other Switch people that will be there. Have you uh, are you on here, John? I'm on. Okay. Hi. How's it going, Janet? We don't we don't see your video, okay. so I didn't know if you were here yes. or not. Oh, okay. Let me. Yeah, that really sucks that Pocket Rumble isn't is like blurry. For for you, yeah, I don't know why. It's not when you have it tabletop mode. Yeah, totally clear. I want, it's and so it's random. not. It's it's not a. Um, you don't think it's like a dock issue or anything? Have you tried nah. it on a different dock? Yeah, we tried uh, it on two different docks. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. They're so trying weird. to be super retro and replicate a CRT. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I mean, there, um, I think there. I think there are settings for that, aren't there? For like scan lines and stuff. Like I, I think there I, are. I think we, I turned we played them around off. with it, yeah. uh, but nothing fixed it. It was so weird. Okay, yeah, I don't know what the issue is, but and obviously you know your television. Like you haven't had the problem with other games. Mm. Yeah. So it's not. A, so it's some sort of bug specifically with your TV. Maybe that's all I could think of. Which but I. But I tried it on a separate TV. Like yeah. I have two. Oh really? Yeah, because like okay. my, I, my I have a switch and a dock. And then my brother has a switch and a dock, uh, and his girlfriend also has a switch and a dock. There's three switches in that sure. apartment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've tried it on. All, so that Mario Party is going to be late. You know, we line up all the switches. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the issue is. It's got to be just some weird glitch. But I don't know. I'm going to talk to the dev and see if we can get it fixed. Because it was, we did still play it a little bit, but like you know, hunched mm. over the little screen. Um, and I love all the like crazy combos and stuff it has. And the backgrounds are really cute and mm. like. I like the pastels and the the diner and all that. So mm-hmm. hopefully we get to actually, you know, enjoy it um, docked at some point. But yeah, sure. I, I don't think I ever mentioned this about that game, but did you know that they're actually releasing a copy of Pocket Rumble for Neo Geo Pocket Color? Like they're actually no, doing really? like a new version yeah. of that for that system because apparently that game was heavily inspired by the fighting games that were on Neo Geo Pocket Color. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, and in this day and age, you can actually. You know, people do that. They make, like, at Midwest Gaming Classic, we talk to guys who are making Nintendo games now, and, like, you know, people make new Genesis games, or yeah. you know, there's even a new 64 <laughs> game that somebody made, and, yeah. And I've just, yeah, that's crazy. They're doing a version. It's not out yet, but they are doing a physical version for the Neo Geo Pocket mm-hmm. Color, and I'm like, that's awesome. And I kind of wish, I mean, I know J- Jeremy's, like, big collector of uh, portables, but I would love to have a Neo Geo Pocket Color. I hear they're incredibly expensive. I haven't, like, gone into that rabbit hole yet, but... I'm scared. Yeah. But but that's but that's amazing. I, like I mean, the, if I yeah. lucky if I luck across something like I did with the Game Boy Light, you know, mm-hmm. where I yeah. found that for, like that's the sort of thing where that's great. It's like a treasure hunt. But I don't I don't know if were I want to. Were you the one looking down... for the Game Boy Micro? Like yeah. someone on the... Okay, did you find it? Well, at 
or get it. I mean, I've found it, but I haven't bought it yet. Mm. I did have an opportunity to get it for pretty cheap, but I think yeah. you might have heard that story. You when did. I yeah. Almost bought it for what was it, fifty or sixty, and then yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't I on that episode, chance. but I heard the podcast, and then mm. I was like, because um, you live in the area, right? Oh, Jeremy's in uh, Champagne. No. Oh, okay. But never mind, because I like I was thinking about like getting one also, so I was like figuring out if I ever want to pull the trigger and buy one, but I haven't it's done that yet. Probably either. either, either, yeah, I'm gonna find it randomly at Disc Replay or a Mompos type store, or I have to get it online. I don't know. I think people, order know online. people know what those things are worth, you know. It's yeah, like, I want the oh, pink what's this, one. Uh, That's the thing. Toy. Yeah. Oh well, well they've got. I think you can order the plates for them, but. Oh yeah, you know I could do that too. You but like once it, I don't yeah. want to touch anything or do anything myself. It all has to that's why my PC I bought it already made. I'm like I'm not gonna get oh, involved. Well, the plates <laughs> plate actually just pop it in off. It's not an installation thing. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, it's kinda like the um it, it's like the the uh, the new DS uh small, right? Where you can get the different plates for that. It's similar to that. Yeah, right. that one only came out in Japan, which I'm still like mad about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there were there were versions of it here. Like I like I bought just the um the Animal Crossing uh, Happy Home Designer one, which was the smaller uh, new 3DS, and you can change the plates oh. on that because she bought a yeah, and Jeremy has one too. It was like it was Dude. it was more limited than the uh, the, the XL was everywhere everywhere, but the smaller ones they were all like game deals, so you had to get a particular one. But uh, but yeah, she and she ordered uh, toad face plates for her, so they have little a little nice. like green head and all that, which that game came out too, uh, <laughs> along with Octopath Traveler. I think that sold like forty thousand, but it's a great game. It's, it sold better, yeah, on Switch than it did on Wii U the first week. Yeah, well, which I, makes sense. Oh my god, it's I mean, it, it does make sense. But That's it's like so everything. Insane. I loved it on Wii U. I actually don't so, like it on Switch. It's a little bit awkward because yeah. it was designed for the Wii U gamepad. Mm -hmm. It has that little like. Yeah. Dot. You gotta like click it. I hate that. It reminds so me awkward. of uh, it, it. It reminded me of like um, Twilight Princess on Wii. You know, where like all of a sudden you have this random fairy that that you you know that's the pointer, and it's not in the GameCube version. It's not in the Wii U like HD version. If you play the you know the game the one with the controller, not the pointer, and it's just kind of something that's put there because hey, we have a controller with a pointer, and now you have a pointer. And it kind of reminds me of that. It's just this random dot that's always on the screen, and it's incredibly annoying, and you can't get rid of it. But it's done it, you know, as a way to appease a different controlling setup than, than the yeah. original one. And, and yeah, I really liked – I played through all of Captain Toad on Wii U. I liked it a lot. I think it's a great game. I just – I'm not going to buy it again, you know? I mean, I, yeah, I heard – Yeah, same, though. Yeah. The Odyssey levels are great, but – from what I've heard, but no, nah, not, not for – and especially when it releases on, like, my highest, you know – one of my highest anticipated games. Like against Octopath, no chance, Toad. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I beat that and I got all the little um the stars too. Oh, or like okay. the Yeah, I think they're stars. Like the three that you can get in each level. I got all the those, gems. So. Yeah, oh, like yeah. gems, yeah. Yeah, the gems, yeah, they're like yeah. diamonds. Yeah. Sure. I got I got all, the diamonds I got level, all so. but <laughs> I got all but three. I didn't get the three on the last the very oh, last You gotta level. go back. I do, but mm. that's another reason why I'm not gonna buy it because yeah. I that's proof that I've played the crap out of it already. Sure. Um did did you guys ever do the amiibo stuff with uh Captain Ami with Captain Toad where you take the uh, Toad amiibo and you scan it and then you get a new like it's basically there's a hidden sprite of Toad in the game that you ca that you can go find so it kind of like adds an extra like thing to do in each level. Oh cool. No, yeah. I didn't do that. I actually still don't have any amiibo except for the Mario Zero Box. It's my only amiibo. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I might get the the Pearl and Marina ones though cuz I think those come with like those like 
hip-hop-esque outfits, and I think those are really cool. So, And I like Splatoon a lot, so I might buy those at some point just because they will also look like cool little figurines did you see that uh did you see that shitty video that somebody put up on the uh, on youtube about the pearl and marina amiibos it's like the bit block or something like that i don't remember the actual people that put it up but uh they like opened it was like an opening of uh pearl and marina and mm-hmm. a marina was had had like black cat uh firecrackers attached to her mm-hmm. when they opened it and then they blew it up like in the video Oh it's kind of like, and it's kind of like, uh, okay. And people are like, isn't that, because Marina's the black, the black one out of them. And it's like, uh, everybody's kind of like, oh, hey, uh, this is incredibly offensive. Maybe you should get the shit off YouTube. Yeah. I, I, oh, I, yeah, no, I didn't see it. And it is by the, the bit block. I just looked it up. Yeah, I found it through YouTube, or I found it through Twitter. And, uh, and I was like, oh, I'm like, wow, okay. She's uh, a DJ, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, she's my favorite. She, looks, like, she always yeah. looks really sad. So why do you got to blow her up? Yeah, no, I was just like, I didn't understand. Like, I was like, why Why are you hating on Marina? I thought she was the popular one out of the two of them. I've heard conspiracy theories about the uh, Splatfest because uh, some people normally vote for Marina, whether they actually like what she likes or not, because they like her. Yeah. This was like the original. I think that, original, that problem yeah. staved off over time. But when the mm-hmm. game first came out, I felt like everyone just chose whatever Marina chose because everyone well, hates girl. Now people have like warmed to her, but <laughs> yeah. everyone was like... Nah, like no one liked her. It was the weirdest. She's not thing. that exciting, I don't think. I mean, she's just Pearl. Even though her crown is pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I'm into that. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I, yeah. But that video sucks. Don't watch it. That's those guys suck. But uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but those but those amiibos are great. Is is what is what I was getting at. Like I think those are cool. I never got the um, I only got the two inklings of of the. Well, I got the three pack, like the original Splatoon mm-hmm. three pack, three pack with the squid, and the uh, and the boy and girl, and um. But I didn't get any of the variations because I know they did later ones with different hairstyles, and and then there were newer ones for two, and then there was like Cal- yeah. Callie and Marie, and I didn't I didn't do that one. But yeah, Pearl and Marina is pretty cool. I mean, Amiibo. I was like super into Amiibo when it came out originally, and now it's kind of got to the point where I'll buy one if I see one that's cool. And I'm definitely gonna get. I mean, I have to get the new Smash Brothers one. Like I really I. I, I really want a snake amiibo from Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fucking awesome. And like the Ridley looks cool. I think Wolf looks really cool, like of the new ones. And you know, so I'm into playing. And I'd, I'd get a Pichu one too, of course. So I'll probably finish off the rest of those guys of all that all mm-hmm. the new guys on on Smash Brothers. But I think the last one I bought was uh, I think the last one I bought was Daruk, or was it the uh, the big the Rocky guy from uh, Zelda? Goron. Yeah, the Goron. Yeah, Daruk. <laughs> yeah, this is the last one I How got. Many do you guys have the guy that wrote Sandstorm amiibo? I don't count, man. I think fifty, maybe. You, I don't know. <laughs> if you want to complete your, your Smash Brothers set, I mean, you you have to be well on the way. I'm not. I, my, already, I'm, right? I'm actually missing a couple Smash Brothers ones. Like, I never got Palutena. I never found her anywhere. I think I, I don't know if I lost my Roy Amiibo or I just never got it, but I couldn't find him when I when I was because I was looking at all my Fire Emblem ones and I was like, did I never get Roy? So I might have just missed Roy, either that or I lost it in the apartment. So I don't think I have that. And uh, I know I didn't get the Mario. I didn't get the I didn't get the Smash Brothers Mario. I got the Mario Party Mario. So, but it's yeah. So I, ha- I have most of them. I don't know. It was like I really liked them at first, and then the Animal Crossing ones came along jeremy was saying he bought it one for two dollars which i would have gotten yeah still <laughs> still unopened but you know and i even bought i bought amiibo festival because that game was super cheap and just, i think just my, the, my uh, squiddling amiibo i think i bought her for four or five she was on clearance too i don't remember i mentioned on 
an old episode. And then my friend bought me the NES Amiibo because it was on clearance at Toys R Us. So that's when I pick up Amiibo when they're on clearance. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Might as well grab it now when it's cheap. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, the last one I got was Waddle D from uh from Midwest oh, Gaming Classic. Cute. He was the last, he was the last one I got because they had I think he was like ten bucks unopened, so I went for him. I was kind of I was kind of a big old fart he, he was the special. Yeah, he was the special <laughs> one for um for whatever the last 3ds uh, Kirby game was was Ro- uh, uh, Robot. Yeah, Robobot? I think it was it was it was a release through Robobot, which I love that game. Robobot's great and uh, Triple Deluxe is great too, which I. Played that back when, you know, we were doing our Kirby thing. But uh, what what did you get for the week, Janet? Oh, yeah. So um, <laughs> we've been getting sidetracked, but that's fine. I've I think gotten, it's, it's all good. This might not be technically this week, but I bought the Spectrum Retreat, which is a game that it's available for, for PS4. I don't know what else it's for. I'm sure not Switch because a lot of things are not for Switch. Mm. Um, it's like on Steam. I'm guessing Xbox One as well, but that might not be true. I had to review that for work, so I played that. It's like a puzzle game oh, that's okay. kind of in the spirit of portal and uh, it was inspired by like an old pc game it's all like the puzzles are all color based so like you have this little phone and you can like transfer colors so like you need the color on your phone to match the like force field color you're trying to go through and trying to get to the end of each level um the puzzles were like actually really good the very last puzzle at the end of the game was extremely hard and it was like cumulative so you had to like accomplish like three in a row to like actually succeed Mm. which is insane um but the story was really bad, in my opinion. So I kind of had it like as mm. a mixed review. Like some people might be really into it because of the puzzles. Like if you like puzzles already and this is on sale, I would say, yeah, maybe get it if you're like jonesing for a puzzle. But the story was a little bit um, doing too much. It was like half like uh, my kid died from like a spoiler. So my kid's like, oh, he's dying because we don't have health insurance. And also oh. like. I may have been betrayed and also has technology gone too far. And also it was like too many layers (laughs) and it was like really trying to, it was like really trying to go for it, but it did not succeed. Um, It was kind of like playing an episode of black mirror, which if you like black mirror, you Mm. might be like, yeah, but if you're like me and you're like, the show's garbage, you're going to like it. Oh, you Um, don't like black mirror. huh? No, no. I only watched two episodes. I hated it. Um, I've I've never, I've never seen it. What I hear for the most part, like people either are like, oh, it's brilliant, or they're like, "This is stupid." There's like yeah. that's like the two camps it's of Black Mirror. Twilight, I love, I love Twilight it. Zone. Yeah. So then maybe, it, it, it maybe you might, on, you yeah. might dig this. Then I don't I know. Love Twilight Zone. I might, so I might I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I don't think like anyone could play it and be like, "Wow, this is trash," unless you mm. don't like puzzle games. Because mm. like I was playing it, my brother was watching me, and he's like, "This seems pretty boring." And I'm like, "No, it's like it's well designed and stuff." But like I like puzzle games, so sure. Um, I picked that up, and after. The craziest like three days of trying to get this system. I finally or add on. I finally got PSVR. Um, oh wow! Oh cool. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna put up a vlog about it because it was a total mess. Because I tried to get it from like a Cash America and that didn't go over well. Then I tried to get it used at a GameStop and that didn't go over well. And mm. then I finally bought it new at a GameStop and that was fine. <laughs> but it was like crazy because I kept like. The long story short is I kept missing parts. Because I, I, when I, I didn't know anything about VR, like PSVR, besides the fact that it's like, you know, it's virtual reality and you just need the PS4 and like the headset. Mm-hmm. But you all, like, when I got it off like the Cash America, they like handed mm-hmm. it to me. I didn't check the contents because I saw mm-hmm. them like hand it into the bag. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like this, you know, and you see it behind the desk. So I like, I'm yeah. like, okay, what's there to get? Um, and then when I took it home, I tried to set it up and I didn't have the processor unit, which is the actual like, brain of the add-on like no one ever talks about it but it's like the thing you need it'd be like mm-hmm. not having 
a hard drive or something. Oh, weird. It's yeah. like, yeah. it's not, it's like the whole thing is useless. Oh. Um, so then I had to go back and then, um, but between then they didn't give me the move controller. And then I just like felt like they were sketchy. So I just returned the whole thing. And then I went to GameStop, yeah. got it used, but then, and it came with like all the stuff you need, except it doesn't at GameStop. Cause they don't give you the camera, which I didn't realize till I got home. Yeah. So then the next day wow. I went back and returned it. And you um, had the move and all that and, too, right? The move yeah, controllers. Yeah. yeah. You, need the, move contr- you oh. need the move camera. Cause like if, you know, yeah. it can't. You I'm can't surprised the salesperson didn't mention. Hey, did you do you have the move camera? Yeah, or, and the crazy yeah. part is like I had just told her it's what I went so. through at the last place, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, that's why we always make sure you have it." And I even bought like the move. Con- you don't need the move controllers, but some of the games require them. So I bought a set of new move controllers. So she saw me buy that and the add-on, but didn't think to mention that like, "Hey, do you have the camera?" Because like you need the camera. Yeah. So then, yeah. Finally, after yeah. like a long mess of things, I got it new. I got the the Doom one, um, and I already had the move controllers. And the Doom one comes with everything hmm. minus the move controllers. So then I set that up, tried it, um, and I've always been like a huge skeptic of VR. And I kind of thought, not that it was stupid, but I was kind of like, oh, it's like so extra. Yeah. Like you don't need that at all. Yeah. It's not doing much. The games are like garbage. So who cares? Mm-hmm. It was like one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. It was like. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like if you can manage it, I would and you have a PS4, I would really try to get that. Like it's like crucial. I feel like all you need this gen is a PS4, VR and a Switch. Yeah. I do love my Xbox and I got a 1S like the other day. Mm-hmm. I traded up for a 1S, but that's only cuz I like the um controller for sure. the Xbox One honestly. And I yeah. it was the first thing I got in the gen, so I kind of mm-hmm. I default to that. Like that's my favorite third party minus Switch for the portability. Um, but yeah, like I had all my family try it cause you know, like it was like my brother and his girlfriend and it was just like the crazy, it was, it was literally like being a kid again and like mm. playing games for the first time or something. It was awesome. And like, I mean, I knew the VR games played better than they look. Cause when you watch a trailer for a VR game, it looks like a crummy PS2 game, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. or like a crummy 360 game. And you're like, wow, this looks like, this is like a four, like why would mm-hmm. anyone play this? But yeah. like, you know, you get the move controllers and then you like look down. It's like you literally see your hands holding these like guns and you're like literally in the game. And it's sure. the coolest thing. It is like so, so awesome. I didn't expect it to be that awesome. Um, and I didn't get sick from it at all. Um, I think I might have gotten a sl- I feel like I don't, I don't know how long I could play in one swoop. Uh, I'm doing a review for Persistence um that's due like around this weekend so i'm going to try to crank out like however many hours that game is on on vr but um yeah so those have been the big purchases i made uh and the one of the coolest parts too about like playing vr and then having other people play it is like because you experience it and you like see the person experience it but then when you experience it it feels way different so like i feel like that's so unique to vr because like i grew up playing with my brother where i'd like he'd play the game and then i'd right after him would play it and you Mm. still have your own fun like you know playing mario but you kind of saw what the experience was when you were watching the other person play it. But like when you do it with VR, like it just feels way different. Um, I was playing this game called, I forgot. It had like a really whack basic name that I can't remember, but it was like a shooting game. It comes with like the demo. There's a demo disc that comes with the add on, which is really smart. Um, And there's this moment where like, there's this large enemy that charges towards you. And I don't know what they do technologically speaking, but you literally feel like you get pushed back and it's like the craziest thing ever. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've been just like really into that. And the move controllers are, even though they look ridiculous and yeah. kind of look like, you know, uh, dildos, basically with little lights on the end of them. Uh, yeah. um, they're actually like the coolest like motion control thing I've ever experienced. Like they make the Joy-Con look like 
trash. And I love the uh, Joy-Con. I think they're like really like well done and intuitive and uh, smart. And I, I love the uh, Switch so much, but uh, like they're so comfortable. Like it was ridiculous. I was like, these are like the best things ever, even though you look kind of like a, a dork <laughs> um, yeah, that, using it all. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I've been kind of digging into uh, uh, for Switch stuff. It's been, you the, know, uh, some indies here and there. I got like. Um, let me ask you one quick thing about mm-hmm. VR before we move on. Yeah, um, yeah. So when so when you're playing the PSVR, is is it on the T is it on the TV too? So like the people can see what you're doing. Yeah, and all that. Yeah, which is great because it, mm-hmm. it like I was one thing I was kind of like worried about with VR is I feel like it's like kind of a lonely experience. Like yeah. no one's but sure. Um, but yeah, it totally isn't because like you can get the sound to come out of the TV and everything to come okay. out of the TV. So everyone sees you like playing it because um, the processor kind of acts like a splitter for the device. So like okay. you see it on your. Yeah, yeah you know headset and mm-hmm. then it's also mm-hmm. on the screen okay is uh do you have a do you have a pro mm-hmm. then or are you using a regular ps4 for it i'm using a, a regular ps4 oh, okay really? yeah you can just use a regular ps4 okay um that's what i was I, wondering yeah because i thought i yeah. i know that the pro works better with it the newest model but um i was wondering how Maybe, well it works no with i don't the... think so i'd have to double check Ooh. but i'm pretty confident no uh, I believe the newer model, because there are two VR models. I actually think I do have the newer one. Mm-hmm. Um, they both are the same. It's just that one is, like, slightly smoother, but the difference is not really noticeable to the player. It's more of a technological thing. And they've remapped some of the uh, buttons on the headset. So, like, on the older model, you, pl- like, turn it upside down and click it to expand it. On the new one, it's, like, on the top. Uh, oh, okay. It's, like, a couple small tweaks like that. Sure. Cool. I got a recommendation for you. Uh, for PSVR, uh-huh. I played this game on Steam before. I, I think it's great. It might be different on PSVR. I don't know, but mm-hmm. Eagle Flight, Eagle Flight's really, really fun. Oh, um, cool. And I think it's only ten bucks on PSVR, as I heard. Yeah. You're, some... mm-hmm. Yeah, you're so you're an eagle and you're flying around in this post-apocalyptic Paris. I remember right? seeing that at E3. That. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, so there's a single-player mode where you can do challenges and stuff like. You know, fly through hoops, swoop down to the lake, catch the fish as they jump up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But where it really shines is multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they have multiplayer on PSVR. I, I imagine they do. But if you can get that, that is really, really fun because it becomes a game of capture the flag. So you got to grab a rabbit, uh, bring it back to your nest, and I think you can play up to. I think I've heard up to sixteen people at a time. Uh, oh, I know I've played four. I played with four people, but. That is really, really fun. You can shoot at each other. You have shields. So it's like you're basically like, it's like you're a jet fighter or something, but you're an eagle mm-hmm. instead. And you're shooting at each other. Really, really, really cool. Really cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to check that out. That's something else. Someone, uh, I was at GameStop uh, one of the many times I had to go. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like trying to figure out what I want to buy for VR. I bought Wipeout, uh, which you can play on PS4. Uh, mm. regularly as well and when you play a regular game that has <laughs> vr functionality it just puts the screen in your face so like mm. it's it's a nice smooth transition if you're like nervous about vr because it's like the same game but just like in your face instead um and yeah this is one random dude started talking to me at the GameStop and was like recommending vr games because i guess he has the the add-on and he mentioned that like on the playstation store there was just like a bunch of free ones that are there or really cheap ones that are there so i haven't checked that out yet because uh, I've been pretty busy, but um, definitely gonna hit that up. I can't wait to play Tetris on mm. there. I yes. honestly bought this to play Tetris. Oh, like, yes. The Tetris I effect. I think it's that gonna trailer. be so cool. Yeah, yeah. that trailer I've is heard seriously awesome. one of the best trailers I've ever seen for a video game, and it's for a Tetris game. But um, it looks that. beautiful. Is it Tetris yeah. effect or is it the different? Or is it different? It's, it's like Tetris effect. pieces or something. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, called because there's Tetris a newer... Effect is the name, and it's from the yeah. guy who, cre- who yeah, created Luminous. Yeah, that's what it Yeah. So there's yeah. comparisons to that. Very trippy. A lot of music going on. A lot of crazy mm. uh, special effects in the background. He he invented uh, like he invented lupus like the disease. Uh, no, uh, luminous. 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 Oh, luminous. luminous. I thought you said uh, lupus. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, right? that guy sucks. Yeah, I was gonna say, did yeah, you get yeah. the luminous for Switch? I didn't get it, but uh, it's 15 and people are really liking it. Yeah, it's it's cheap and people are loving that game. It just kind of came out around the time of a bunch of other shit that came out, so I just it just fell into the cracks for me. Yeah, and there's like with that new Tetris game too, like kind of like every new Tetris, there's always something a little different. So like, in yeah. addition to having like crazy visual effects, it like has some like extra features in terms of like the line breaks like you can now clear more lines than any tetris game before there's also mm. a slow motion right it's mode kind of like a zen mode mm. yeah, yeah yeah um but it's really cool and it's it's kind of like i thought it would be it's literally like but cooler than i thought it would be it's literally like having an arcade but a futuristic arcade in your house mm. it's like so crazy and it makes like it, everything is just awesome it's like insane i was like but it's one of those things where like if you don't play it you're like not gonna think it's good and also it's kind of complicated because like i consider myself obviously a pretty like hardcore gamer right i keep up Mm. with everything Mm. i write about games for a living now i guess Mm. um but i like didn't understand like even the parts of it right because i because no they don't really talk about like the techie side when they're advertising Mm. it so i'm like oh well you need the processor unit and you need this thing and you need like you know and like there's a couple things i don't like about it like one thing i don't like is uh with the move controllers like you can't just start off using those you have to use the dual shock first so when you play a game that has the move you have to like have mm. the dual shock and then put down the dual shock pick up the move uh, and oh. like hey i'm kind of Weird. blind because i haven't <laughs> yeah how are you gonna find so it well i guess if annoying. it's in the virtual world in your you can find it yeah um well one thing that i didn't know until i like actually wore the headset um is like it has a small opening on the bottom and you notice it more when you're in like the menu of the PlayStation. Like once you start playing the game, it doesn't like take you out of the experience. But technically, if you just like bring your eyes down, you can see like a little bit of light. So you can kind of see like you won't like you'd have to kind of really mess up to like fall yeah. or like all the crazy could stuff you, that you always say. Could you just kind of like stuff a sock in there if, you, if it was bothering you? Like, you um, the well, there's off. actually these little flaps like, oh, like okay. that yeah. are already like in the thing anyway. So if you feel like it is too bright to you. You can just uh-huh. like move it a little bit, but honestly, uh, once okay. the game starts, it kind of like you just don't even notice it at all. You about just, all that. Yeah, like it's it's crazy. Uh, it's I want to buy like with... everything on there. I can't stop mm. looking at my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same with the yeah. Oculus and the HTC, the, the Vive too. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of gap right. by your nose. I say uh, I used the Vive at that one show. Yeah. And I didn't notice it, but at MGC. Yeah, yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, when the, when they had that one there. But I was so distracted by my first VR experience, I probably just yeah. didn't even think yeah, exactly. I, I'm I'm planning. Well, we've talked about it before, but uh, I'm not really. I'm kind of in the same boat as you were before you got got into the PSVR and all that. Where I was like, I don't really care. Like, there's not the games aren't there for me on that. Mm-hmm. But I think my first VR is what I'm planning on because, like, Jess and I were after we get married, we're going to go to Japan for a few weeks for our honeymoon, nice. and there's a. Uh, there's a Dragon Quest VR in Japan that I've heard a lot about, and that's like I'm just gonna wait and do that one because like Dragon Quest is like you're probably saving my... yourself for Dragon Quest. <laughs> <I'm so sure. laughs> well, Dragon Quest is probably my favorite RPG series of all time, and uh, just the idea of living in a virtual reality world of Akira Toriyama's like uh, art is like amazing to me. So I think that's gonna be that'll be my big uh, my my virgining whatever uh, <laughs> VR thing. I'll go I'll go I'll go do that because that sounds fucking amazing. And if I could just walk around and look at slimes and stuff and. 
enjoy that. I just hope the menus <laughs> are like really big. Like no, I'm I'm in 3D. That'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be funny. You want to get some practice in so you actually enjoy the, the first time in VR? <laughs> I just want to stand. I just want to know if you're going to like get sick. Like, I just want to stand there and look at those golems, man. <laughs> just, it, I could, it's crazy. Just see, just see all that. Yeah, I, I think I, uh, the thing that I would not really want to play it, but I would want to try it. And maybe I would mm-hmm. play it, but I'd want to try the re- the new Resident Evil. Like, oh my god! That's supposed to be just oh yeah. People in VR. some people swear Having, by that. Like, just started with VR, like even just playing. I have Doom. Yeah. yeah. And like when that like first well, they what they do is they have like a you know it's like the story mode starts off and then they put mm-hmm. you in a tutorial yeah. so that you can learn the controls. Mm-hmm. Um but when that first like demon charges at you, I was like That's Yeah, I scary. can't do any horror yeah. in here. I think persistence <laughs> actually, the game after review mm-hmm. is a little bit horror. Mm-hmm. It's procedurally generated horror. Okay. So we'll see. <laughs> but I was like uh-huh. like my boss was like, Hey, does anyone want this review code? And I was like, Yeah, I gotta pay make money to get back the money I spent sure, on yeah. the VR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like I'm just gonna do a bunch of reviews for VR and then you know make the money nice. back. But oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But mm. I, you know, I played Resident Evil when it came out, and like the thought of that being there. I mean, maybe since I played it one yeah. time already, it would be okay. Right. But you would be like it's surprised by the jump scares, maybe. <laughs> can you? Yeah, but ugh. can you play Outlast in VR? Because that'd be really scary. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't think so. But Speaking that of, would be cool. From what we were saying before about videos and the and the and the naked dude chasing oh, you down the, the hallway. Uh, yeah, that, uh, male nudity. <laughs> the, the dick the guy. Yeah. Nudity? No, I don't think you can. But because I remember that. Uh, I mean, that game's pretty scary, and I'd be pretty scared with that on my face. But Doom, 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 in it, Doom in itself. You can close is, your eyes yeah. though, like life hack. If you're like kind of can oh you, sure, you can swear on here, right? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, like, if you're, like, a little bitch, you know, like, mm. as I am, like, you yeah. can just, like, you know, it's, like, no one has to know, like, it's fine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the sound, I mean, but you can put the sound in your ears, too. Uh, I haven't done that yet. Mm. I think that's a little too immersive. Like, I still, like, oh, live with other okay. people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I want to just totally, mm. you know, go go that far. But you can put the, I haven't tried out the audio for the head the headphones. I just had the head, the the sound come out of the TV. So oh, far, okay, but, yeah. Uh, I figured you're gonna you end up just like that's the only way you're gonna watch Netflix from now on. It's the VR headset. <laughs> yeah, you, like it's you. so. Co- it, it, you're just it gonna, is they're just gonna come home. You're just gonna be laying on the couch watching it. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm ready to go into this dystopia. Like <laughs> I haven't done it sitting down yet. Most people stand when they do VR, and mm. like with the shooters, I think it's better to stand. But um, I do think it'd be cool to sit when there's like a few um, there's like that tank game. Where you're like inside, so I think if you had a chair, that'd be like extra cool because then it would literally be like you were inside of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm gonna have to try to move it back into my room. I'm a little nervous about the space for that, just because I'm like I don't <laughs> think I can, you know, I have a communal living room, so like I think sure. you know everyone likes it now, but I feel like at a certain point someone's gonna want to watch TV while I'm playing VR, so I'll probably have to oh yeah, move yeah it somewhere yeah. else. But sure. and it is can a lot. You switch? Can you switch the HDMI signal on the TV and they could use something else while you're still playing VR? You know what? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, I would guess so. Yeah, like the Wii U. It's a splitter, yeah. really. Um, right. but I haven't actually tried it. Yeah, I, I would. I should probably try that. So it's like a really intensive version of what the Wii U gamepad was, I guess. Yeah, so they yeah, can yeah. like watch or like know, the Switch, you know, whatever show they yeah. want to watch, and you can be like dancing in the middle of the room playing the game. So <laughs> yeah, like, maybe get out of the way. That. <laughs> the only thing is, you'd have to probably move the camera out of the TV. But yeah. yeah, but I think I would guess you could. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just a really fun. Yeah, maybe thought. I'll try that out and just see what happens. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's been it's been really fun so far. Um, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, a big. A I would big... love. I mean, I know they've got like the. You can buy the, the models that have everything with it. So I've thought about it. I already have a PS4, but man, it's really. Gotta do it. 
you got. I mean, at this, point, <laughs> it's I'm expensive. Like, if I'm gonna take like a leap I, with yeah. VR, maybe I should wait for the to do the PC. That's the way. only thing I'm like. Oh, well, PC. Yeah, like you could do that, isn't it? What? How much I have to upgrade my graphics card. Oh, and yeah. Then, um, there you go. Because I I can't run HTC Vive with my current okay. setup. Okay. Yeah. So it's still going to be a it's going to be a heavy investment no matter how you look at it. Mm-hmm. At I find point, the so. um yeah I like the PSVR one like a lot. I have I did do Oculus once. Mm-hmm. Um, can you put like can you put Oculus over your glasses as well? Like most of them you I, can't right? Or most of them you can't. no Oculus is the smallest one so. Uh, if your lenses are larger, it, it really doesn't work. And mm. You risk scratching your lenses or the oh, Oculus yeah. lens. Yeah. Like a lot That's of the people, thing I like about the Sony one. It's like yeah. you can just plop big them Big enough. Up. Yeah. Can I don't you... understand why yeah. Oculus didn't make it big enough. Honestly, to me, it's kind of evidence of its beginnings as a Kickstarter project. Mm. Like there's a lot of things about Oculus that I don't like as far as the, the design. The, mm-hmm. the, the glasses thing is number one. It's just so stupid. Why it's would you not Facebook design it big enough it. for – Yeah. And they ruined everything. They ruined everything. <laughs> like they do everything. I forgot they owned Oculus. Yeah. Yeah. They're all about faces. They can't even work with glasses. Come on. They got no. what's John Carmack working for him, at least. Mm. He wears glasses. How did that work? Like he, yeah. he has glasses. Come on. Yeah. But um the other thing I don't like the plastic on the Oculus is too brittle. It's very cheap feeling to me. Like if you they were going for lightweight and I think they sacrificed too much. Like if you have drop you it, tried you out have you tried out it. the Go? Whatever the newest I've model not tried is. the Go, no. Because I mean, that's supposed to hit the sweet spot. It's you're like two hundred bucks. It's everything self-contained. Oculus yeah. Go, and it can pair with Bluetooth stuff. I think. I think though, the cool thing. Well, I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not really that well versed in the libraries of the different VR add-ons or systems, or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. But I think the the reason I think PS4 is the best one to go for is because they're the only ones that are like. Well, I mean, Sony obviously does a lot of things that yeah. aren't video games, but like it's come it comes from like being based in video games and i think the fact that you can play like ps4 games that have vr functionality um and my guess and my hope is that this vr model will also work with the ps5 that's what i'm hoping i don't actually know and i'm not really sure how much more sony's gonna like ride the vr wave they did mention it actually did they mention it last e3 i think they maybe yeah i don't know very briefly Mm. one or two games or something but Mm. um yeah like it's really great and like like just playing the demo disc that comes with it. Like I saw so much potential for like so many other franchises to use it. Like, sure. um, there are like these, like, it's just so crazy to like, like play with the games. Like they're just like, it's so much fun. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. And even though the game is not like that good or something, uh-huh. it's not like a God of War equivalent or something like that. Right. But, sure. um, there are these like a uh, few like sim kind of builder games where you're like, you know, God basically, or you're an omniscient character and you like pick up, the little like people and you like put them to work at like at the saloon or like you grab the wood and then you put it into the thing to make like whatever for your town. There's like, I think the game's called like Dino Frontier, Dinosaur Frontier or something. And I'm like, this would be really cool, but like with Animal Crossing or Mm. with like, you know, um, or even like Fallout Shelter and stuff. And like Mm. all that stuff is just so super cool. And like the Sim games are like ridiculous when they're in VR because like you're literally in the thing so like job simulator like was like great fun yeah. yeah so like it literally like it gives you like that childlike wonder that like i haven't experienced with anything like obviously i love video games but like mm. there's not a lot of things that like wow me at this point even when i really enjoy them because it's just like oh yeah this is great and then you know i don't know i look at it from then a critical lens because i try to write or make content on it mm. but with vr it's like this is super fun because shooting things yeah. is cool and that's it and it's awesome um i know a lot of people have critiqued vr for being like 
to arcadey like they want more um substantial games for it yeah uh, i know moss is like really good that came in the demo disc i've been wanting to play that for a while um there was a great gdc talk from the guy who did the animation for moss where he talked about like how he did it specifically in vr like to have you know, kind of more heart to it and stuff. Um, and that one's been really well received and that's a pretty good, like on its own game that just happens to be VR exclusive. So uh, yeah, I think there's just like, there's crazy potential for the platform, but most people won't try it because it's like expensive and yeah. super extra. And you that know. barrier for entry is yeah. pretty high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, exactly. just, not just monetarily, but it seems uh, just the whole, mm-hmm. the schematics of having everything you yeah. need. Well, like you were directly. saying, like going back and, and right like, now, get the cameras and whatever. That, cause yeah. I'm the, of all the three major options, that one seems to me, I've never used it, but it seems to me like it's the most plug and play. Yeah, um, I would say too. Especially because you know the yeah. controller already. You know, the yeah. Oculus still does have like the kind of clicky little ones. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I will say though, it is kind of hard to figure out. Like, th- whenever you pick up a new game, you're kind of like, what are the controls? But when it's in VR, it's particular, it can be particularly like disoriented, disorienting because you're like, mm-hmm. it just feels way different. So it's harder to figure out what the buttons are um and i was pretty good at picking up stuff and figuring out how to play it because i think i'm just like probably the i probably play more games than anyone in my apartment um but i can see like a more casual player having a harder time picking up the stuff that i pick up because like i don't know i don't know if you guys have this problem but since i play so many games it's hard for me to know what's intuitive to non-intensive people oh sure (laughs) Um, yeah yeah. because like with vr like one thing is like you can move like this and then turn your character, but they often put um, like with the face buttons or like the D pad, if you want to think of it as you click it to like rotate your character so that mm. you physically don't move, yeah. but your character moves and what you see moves. Mm. But a lot of people like, like kind of getting good at that and teleporting so that your body doesn't do as many of the movements is something yeah. that is like totally new and that you would never have to do. It's like you have tank controls, but you also can move yeah, and yeah. that also changes. So it's like, you got it. Right. It's like mm. a weird mix of old and new combined, sure. and it's kind of, uh, I think, can be kind of confusing for people. Mm. It's not too intuitive. Once you get it, there is a point where it like it starts to snap and it makes sense to you. Yeah, it's, exactly. It becomes a little bit second nature. But yeah, for me, it took a good like day or so of using it to, yeah. before I was like, okay, this is, now I get it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also, the ones where you move around like that with the virtual analog stick, there is a queasiness factor that mm-hmm. comes into play with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you physically might get sick uh from doing stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah but again you kind of train your body to be all right with that and yeah mm-hmm. see, I, see i remember like the one time i played it it was like a tech demo you know it was a few mm-hmm. years ago a couple years ago but uh like one thing i remember like throwing me off is that once i did get immersed in it then i started trying to act like i do in the real world and then when those actions wouldn't work it would maybe not frustrating but it would kind of just be like oh shit i got i'm not like i would have to like it would take me out because like let's yeah. say there's something there's something on the ground and I walk up and I and I reach down to pick it up and it's not far enough away. Mm-hmm. So I just try reaching my hand out a little further. Well that doesn't work. You know, mm-hmm. I actually have to physically move two inches closer to this object to pick it up. And like oh, I remember yeah. that and being like, why can't I just <laughs> reach yeah. up and get it? Yeah. And well, uh but I would yet. say like back to what you were saying, Janet, about like that childlike wonder that vr gave you that's i'd say i felt the same way like i, I remember just like having this huge smile on my face and like yeah. this is amazing i want to i think i said something like i want to live here and like <laughs> i would compare that to like you know maybe not an immersiveness but 
taking me back and like giving me that child like wonder like mm-hmm. maybe the original ds or like the wii was the last time i really had that feeling yeah. like mm-hmm. oh this is a new like game yeah. experience like sure. this is a new way to yeah. play games and it makes yeah. sense or maybe guitar hero guitar hero is a good example mm-hmm. where i was like yeah. oh my god this is so cool yeah i've always compared it to as far as the leap you know every once in a while gaming makes a big leap into something new i think the last big leap was into 3d yeah one, my one brother made the same comparison, comparison. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. like this is like that, but like yeah. you know, the next yeah. version. Yeah. It's it's like 3D, but it's also like the big leap for me was like a like PlayStation One to PlayStation Two, or like 64 to GameCube, like that leap. You know where everything mm-hmm. started uh-huh. looking better. Because I feel yeah. like everything on you that can see Jaggies as much. Yeah, well, I feel like a lot of stuff on that level you can still come back to, and it's not like oh, this doesn't look this looks bad. You know, like I still play a lot of GameCube games, and I don't think they look. You know, I, I, you don't notice right. the age. Whereas, like, if you play a '64 game and definitely a PlayStation One game, it's like, oh my god, why, why did we ever play this? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. or a Saturn age. Age. especially yeah. the 3D ones. You know, where it's like, oh yeah, well, like for the '64, it's like muddy, and like for PlayStation, like all the textures like move constantly. <laughs> like, just, I like, guess I, yeah. you know, what I do remember <laughs> feeling that giddiness the first time I played Virtual Boy, but that was. <laughs> Very rudimentary VR experience. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah, me too. Well, well, Jeremy, like, we went to college together, and Jeremy had the VR, or had the Virtual Boy, and I'd never played one before. And it was pretty amazing, because I always wanted to, but I never, you know. Yeah, it, was it, it was there It was there and gone, out. like, so quickly, but it was You cool. know, it's like, it's a lot like, you know, what you were doing, except not at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, about, it's just a bunch of red lines. It's the beginning of it, yeah. <laughs> But uh, let's a uh, uh, super super long uh, VR tangent. But that's but that's fan. Uh, that's I just cool. want to. Never really talked. Do you do you need to bounce out, Jeremy? I know it's like I almost two thirty. Bounce out after this segment, unless you want me to pre-record some responses and you can spend twice a <laughs> No. Yeah. I don't have Jeremy uh-huh. soundboard going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't agree with that. Mm. Well, I wanted well, to. Actually, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, because <laughs> we still need to. In there. We still need to talk about what Janet was playing on the Nintendo side and and do just a couple new stuff and then we'll talk. Sure. For our, our, our uh, topic thing, but if you need to bounce out now, Jeremy, I do. I have to work shortly. But yeah. hey, it was good seeing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you too. Yeah, that's a, have a good Jeremy. rest. Jeremy Mikowski at 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 JMaxStack on Twitter. Follow him. Watch uh, watch some of the videos on uh, YouTube of him as a star. They're pretty great. <laughs> All right, what's the the mall one? Later. Yeah. So uh, what what were you gonna say that you um, that you had played this this week for Nintendo yeah. stuff? I know we didn't we didn't um, get to it, but. Yeah, I don't know if it's it probably isn't this week, so I'm just gonna fudge it. it it's it's I'm just throwing I mean, some old stuff. It doesn't um, really. I yeah, we don't talk about a couple of, like random matter. indies. <laughs> so I picked up um, this one called Framed Collection. Um, this is a wreck I got off of uh, Metal Jesus Rocks' channel, and oh, okay. I have only played like maybe an hour or two of it. It's pretty short, but the premise is that it's kind of like comic book style, but like comic book as in like a uh, like a two page spread of a comic book, and mm. your job is to move the frames around to make it work so like you're trying to get your character maybe to, to progress you know in the comic book page so you oh. have to like line it up the right way so like maybe you're okay i have to put this pipe here so that you know when my character slides down this pipe the cop doesn't see them and then you know so you're like moving all that around uh and that was pretty fun and fairly challenging so that one was cool um a while ago i cranked in how many hours did i play in this game i played a whole lot of hours of late shift which is an fmv game yeah That's yeah awesome. and i remember you oh, posting I about, about that. that game i love it it's great you love it, I really? it. it's okay, so good so can i ask you um have you played mm-hmm. fmv games before i imagine like i actually have not that was my first FMV game but i like <laughs> okay. know of the stigma of yeah because yeah, i was wondering so how does it compare then to the stigma 
of the old FMV games. Yeah. So without having actually played the old FMV games, the kind of assumption I think a lot of people have is that the production is poor <laughs> and that the um, the kind of gameplay aspect doesn't really flow well with the visual of like it being kind of a movie. So it, a lot of people have reported it being kind of clunky or that FMV is also just kind of cheesy. So this has like a little bit of a layer of cheese just because like the premise is, well, without giving too much away, like you are a... Um, What's the word for the people that work in the garage, like the parking garage? Parking garage attendant? Maybe? Attendant? I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You're that. Um, you're like a college age dude and uh, you're working the late shift and then crazy things happen, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And like kind of where the story goes is a little like uh, the plot itself is kind of a little cheesy action movie, but the cinematics aren't like cheesy action movie at all. Mm. It looks beautiful. It looks just like an actual movie. The mm. acting is totally fine. Minus... There's one character in the beginning who's like the robber guy and his acting seems really bad. But when you get to know his character, like a few minutes later, it's just clear that he's just not a good crook. And that's why he came off as like awkward because he's just bad at his job. Mm. Like the character's bad at his job. Um, Yeah. And it's great. And there's always different decisions. And there's like, let me see how many different, um, you know, I played over five hours of it in total, which on Switch, maybe that's eight. You know, it doesn't log it properly. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I played with my family because we just kind of took turns making the choices and we played a couple times trying to get like all the endings. I think there's like seven different endings or something. Oh wow. And it's super, super fun. Um and it does that, let's see, do you have to always yeah, you do have to have to always choose. Um so I think all the decisions are time based. I don't fully, fully remember, but I'm pretty sure. Um and yeah, it's just really fun. Like there's a lot of different like ways the story can play out and small nuances um that can like change everything. So it's definitely has like a lot of replay value. Uh, it can be over, I think, I'd say, like, in maybe 30, 45 minutes. So mm. you kind of – so I I guess I've played it, like, a lot of times. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, now that I think about it. Hmm. Uh, I also played it with my students, which is a little gray because it is kind of – I think it's technically – it might be – it's like a T for Teen or M-rated game. Just because of the swearing, there's not, like, any sex in it or anything, mm-hmm. if that's something mm. that skeeves you out. Um, but, um, yeah, and, like, I had them play it, and they were, like – so into it and it was really cute they were like you know voting on the decisions and stuff and they like i think they got an ending i never got and i was kind of mad about that because i had played it a lot already <laughs> um but yeah it was just really really good and i feel like you know i don't know the old school fmv games very well minus like the fighting fmv games or whatever but i feel like fmv has definitely like shaken off a lot of the stigma and has turned into just like fun interesting narrative experiences honestly so i'm all about fmv games now there's like one coming out, I think, at the end of this month called 428 Shibuya Scramble that was originally oh. released in Japan 10 years ago. Oh, okay. I'm going to play that. It's coming mm. to, I think it actually might be on Switch as well. I know it's on PS4 and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I played a whole bunch of that. Uh, and then other than that small indies, I played um, what is it? Milo and, no, Miles and Kylo. It's from the people that made Kid Trip, which is Kid Trip was an endless runner platformer. This one took out the endless runner component, so a lot of people have said it's like a bit better um but yeah so that's just kind of what i've been playing for the most part mm-hmm. seeing if i can see how many endings i got okay i don't know how to see it but yeah mm-hmm. so um and then the nice thing about playing late shift on switch is like since it's such a casual game that's like you can easily just like one joy con that like you know it's like you're like watching a movie basically but you get to like interact with it um oh, nice. but yeah that would be most of the stuff that i was playing on switch recently i did get fallout shelter i didn't play a whole lot of it but I do see it's addictive quality already. And I think I kind of was like, let me just back out before it gets too crazy. Too bad, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, sure. but uh, that's been basically it. Of course, Just Dance all the time. I play Just Dance constantly. Oh, I play oh, it like really? You got that? Yeah. yeah. So do you play it on the on the Switch, on the Wii U, or the original Wii? <laughs> <laughs> I wish original Wii, uh, but I played on Switch. Um, mm. I think it's so crazy that the Wii's getting another game for Just Dance 2019. It's hilarious. Uh, People are yeah, obviously awesome. still buying it, Shadow. so I mean that's why. Yeah, yeah, well, but it's like, and it was such an old system. Like, it's like, wow, still, like in 20, what are we in 2018 right now? Yeah. We still yeah. getting games. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it sells, it sells. Why not? That's crazy. One one thing I forgot for stuff that I get it, God, I did get that, uh, this weird Neo Geo game called The Super Spy, which is, uh, mm-hmm. just, I had to play it just because it looks so weird. It's like a, it's like a first person fighting. It's kind of like a first person beat em up game, sort of, except mm-hmm. there's like guns in there too. So it's kind of a shooter. But it's a weird arcade game where you can only go left and right, and you move around and you beat up these guys. You can either punch and kick or, like, stab with your knife, and you have a gun, too, and sometimes you get a machine gun. And it's like a maze, and you go into different rooms, and I don't know. It's hard to explain. There's a video of it that I put up on YouTube, but it's it's just a ridiculous game. And some of those Neo Geo I had never even heard of this game before, and mm-hmm. that one was just one I had to try out, and it was I found it absolutely hilarious. But I, What's I put it called a, again? Um, the Super Spy is what it's called. It's a Neo Geo arcade game, but I'd never heard of it before. And uh, you can do videos on that, you know. So I posted some videos of the uh, of the characters and stuff on Twitter because it's just you go into rooms and you'll find people like trapped in there, and sometimes they like say stuff oh, to you. Oh, it looks you. great. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's like, but, but it's like classic old game. Yeah, but their faces look hilarious. So if you're into if you're into something like really really weird arcade thing, I, I recommend that because. It's a uh, yeah, it's bizarre, but it's fun. I mean, just to and there's parts where you can like kind of go forward for a little bit. It's mm-hmm. such, it's just such a strange game that I've never seen a game like that before. So if you're into some buzz, bizarre shit, shit for eight dollars, it's uh, <laughs> totally worth it. And they came out with a there's a there was a bowling game that came out today too as a Neo Geo game. I'm wondering how that works if that was a trackball or if they're gonna do motion into it or whatever. I was gonna check that out after we got done recording this, but that was like some of the stuff for the week do you guys want to like plow through the news really quick and then we'll talk and then we'll talk more about uh the topic and all that yeah which is, for which sure. is, oh what... one last super fast one sure. uh there's this game called hashtag like it has the pound sign mm-hmm. <laughs> hashtag breakfast battle wow and okay. that's awesome it Breck-forced? is pong but with breakfast food and crazy hmm. um crazy like electronic music nice. kind of like j-pop synth music mm. and it's awesome i think it's like eight dollars so like oh, please wow. check out the trailer for that mm. it looks a little dizzying to look at but like i think it's really fun you get all these crazy power-ups and you can play multiplayer on it so it's like a nice little arcade pickup oh, okay wow breakfast so you're the what is the ball i think the it's a like, giant egg oh giant egg and you're like yeah yeah, swatting it back and forth with forks or something or spoons. <laughs> um, not exactly. Um, it's let me see if I can launch it super super fast. Um, yeah, this is also one that I found from like like Metal Jesus Rocks did a like Switch hidden gems eShop video, mm. so I watched that mm. and I like a couple, and that was one of the ones he like had highlighted. Mm. Um, I think you still have a paddle, and the paddle can like change sizes because you have all these like additional power ups that you can get that could create like extra balls or, or you know like the paddle can be like longer or smaller. Um, and like all this other stuff that mm. can go down. I had to just hit plus super fast. But yeah, so like you have a regular ball um, and then you hit like these like, 
I mean, I can't see myself, but you hit like these little waffle bricks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like bombs that you can pick up or you can when you when you oh, hit it looks the, like egg, a... the ball turns into a giant egg. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. It looks like, so bra- it's like it looks like breakout. Like breakout. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, it's like a lot of these other like kind of pong clones where they should have called it breakfast out. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, breakout or arkanoid is the one where it has the thing on the bottom and you keep the ball going and it breaks the blocks. There's mm-hmm. old, uh, old, old. Yeah, old and then it's like games. all time based. So like you yeah. want to clear the board before like the little line comes down to like end your your turn. But yeah, there's cool. a on, on, cool. speaking of games that are like arkanoid. I don't know if you ever played it, but uh, the game Shatter. It was a PlayStation mm-hmm. Network game for PlayStation Three. That game's, no, I didn't. that game's fantastic. That's probably the best game I've played that's like that. That's like that type of thing where you uh the Arkanoid thing where you have the thing in the middle and you keep the ball. But that one you can you can do magnetic stuff where you like push the ball away and pull the ball to you and you get other stuff. But it has an awesome soundtrack too. There's a song on there for my uh indie episode that I did for oh, the, cool. the word. Yeah, radio. I'll check it out. Maybe it's on um I know you said it's PS three, but maybe it's on the shop. Yeah, I don't know if it made it to four or not, but it was on. I got it because it was like on one of IGN's list, like of top like uh, PSN games, like you know digital Mm -hmm. digital games. But it's good. Like it it was really really good, and I had a lot of fun with that game. Like, but yeah, it was like same sort of thing as those Arknode ones, but there's like more control to it, and there's bosses and shit, and there's like level sets, Mm -hmm. and you know, and the the soundtrack's really cool. Just real real quick, I didn't get any new games this week, but I did have a cool experience. My you know, my nephew, as I told you guys last week, uh my nephew got a, a switch, he's six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um he got Mario Kart and I just decided, okay, well he has a switch. My brother my other brother in law, my other sister's husband, uh he's got a switch. So all right, well let's organize some game time. All right. So we decided every Monday at four o'clock we're getting on and playing Mario Kart. And we That's did awesome. that last week. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool, you know, just because now the kids have all reached an age where they can get on and you know enjoy it and uh, get on the phone, communicate with us, and understand what's going on. So, all right, we're all playing Mario Kart every Monday at uh, four o'clock. And That's great. Yeah, it's a really cool excuse to get together and just you know talk to each other and keep keep in touch. Oh, for sure. Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. And uh, we can use that to transition into the news because uh, did you see that they're saying they're adding more stuff to Mario Kart? Uh, the um, Forget it. Yes, I, think I saw the new, that. They're, they're, I watched that video with the president, with the new president, and he was like uh, talking about uh, stuff. Like, because he talked about the Labo using that for it and all mm-hmm. that. But he also said there'll be more stuff added to it. So maybe I'll finally get Mario Kart 8 for Switch then if they add more stuff to it. Because I never got, you know, I got the Wii U one and played the crap out of that one. And I never transitioned mm-hmm. yeah. to the Switch one. But maybe, yeah, maybe you should. that's it's the way really to good. Yeah, no, I know. That's it, the I, way to go, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I know it's a great game. I just. buy a, yeah. a Mario Kart nine you know in yeah. a couple months or whatever mm-hmm. i think that's a little harder of a sell because they're like i just got this to most people it's a new game for me Whereas i buy, I buy mario kart nine in like two DLC. seconds so i would definitely buy dlc for it right away yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah if they're yeah. if they're coming out with more race packs and stuff like that i'll totally get it but i was just waiting for a sale because it's like come on guys like i i bought the game for 60 bucks when it came out on wii u i don't want to pay i don't want to buy it for 60 bucks again you know like yeah you know, I mean, I I have it. It's a, I play most of my Switch on, on in the dock, you know, so I don't, it's like, yeah. it's not really a big thing of me having it portable. I think everyone that. that bought the Wii U should have received like an eShop consolation. Yeah, right? Yeah. Credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. for being there when no one else was. <laughs> well, like every... I wonder why they honestly didn't track that. Yeah. Because like if you bought a, a game on Wii U, right, I mean, they know that you have it, it's registered somehow to your... Yeah, you know, especially well, if you download it. If you got it, digitally, right? yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, that would have been nice, but mm-hmm. 
Like, hey, anybody who bought Mario Kart before gets 20 bucks off. Yeah, that would Or like a, a free skin or something. Like, just something <laughs> to make me feel better about myself, you know? Just, just, give, me a, just give me a damn cart, you know, the free cart. Yeah, no, it's a, it, it sucks. Well, I mean, like, you know, they've, everything they've released this year, I already bought on Wii U. So it's like, it's like, I don't care. You know, like, like uh, Bayonetta bought that. Uh, Donkey Kong bought that. Uh, Captain Toad bought that. You know, I feel like everything that's getting getting the switch version of it it's like i already got that i don't care you know but i understand a lot of a lot of people didn't have we use and there are right. good games to play and all that but yeah it would have been nice to have some sort of like ambassador program thing like uh <laughs> yeah. like they did with the 3ds where it's like here's some free games you know even if they just threw me some fucking uh some like super metroid on super nintendo or something like that that only i can get because i bought all these wii u games you know like like they did with the 3ds you know whatever yeah, Throw me a liking bone. the Wii U yeah. kind of felt like you were part of um, like a pyramid scheme because like even though you weren't forced to, I yeah. found myself trying to get everyone else around me to buy it. I'm like, these games yeah. are really good. Like, oh sure, yeah. Like it's weird. I'm like, no, like just you know, just take the thing and it's fine. Take the tablet. Uh, surprisingly <laughs> yeah. comfortable controller that tablet was. But I remember, yeah, no one, I remember, no one was there. I remember trying to get people to play Mario Party 10 on a uh, on Wii U and just how ridiculously complex it was because like. Because, like, Jeremy's girlfriend at the time, like, she was not a video game person at all. And mm -hmm. we were playing, like, we were playing a four-player Mario Party. And and it, I just felt, like, so bad to just give her this thing that's, like, so complicated. It's like, okay, so here's the gamepad. Here's your Amiibo. And here's your Wii controller. And you have to use all three of these to play this game. And, and she's like, yeah. and she's like, why? Yeah. She's like, why am I even doing this? And I'm like, I... Mistakes were made. Like, sorry. It's a... Yeah. <laughs> they made it so complicated. That's what I thought of, like, when... You know, when you think about using the Switch screen as a gamepad, I just think about that Mario Party 10 where it was like, we have to like touch your amiibo on there to move your character. And it's like, yeah, it was so, I mean, I like the Wii U, but it was so dumb. Like if I wanted to take it to anybody's house, you got to bring a charger for the, for the pad. You got to bring it, you got to bring the plug for the system. You got to bring like your sensor bar. You got to bring all your amiibo so you can play fucking Mario Party. It's like, what the fuck guys? <laughs> the switch is so much better in that way where it's just like charger dock done you got it all you know and an hdmi cable but yeah yeah wii u was i mean i like the wii u like i yeah it was kind of i like fell out of nintendo for a minute during the wii and i played ps3 for a long time and i kind of like i just missed the nintendo ecosystem and just how much mm -hmm. everything is polished from that and i don't really like mature mature games that much and i felt like a lot of the games that were getting nines i didn't like like, I thought Assassin's yeah, Creed was, like, steaming too. trash, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I just felt lost, and then I found my way. And then when I got the Wii U, I was like, okay, yeah, no, this is what I like, you know? And it's not really... Same. And it was kind of like the niche market that nobody else really had, like, he on the more around, lighter no side. <laughs> yeah, well, Jeremy, Jeremy was there. You know, he got one, too. We got him at we the same there. time. So, Actually, and you were I mean, there. I'm kind yeah. of false flagging because totally my roommate had it. Yeah, still. Um, but you played it. She got it, like, late. And then yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, Splatoon's great. Like, this, you know. Oh, yeah, Splatoon and I was about huge, my own, yeah. And now I'm glad I didn't because yeah. then the Switch came out, so. Um, yeah, well. But, yeah. Yeah. Mario Kart 8 <laughs> updates. Um, there's Yeah, there's only just a couple things, and then we'll take a break. Uh, I already mentioned the tennis update with the balancing Bowser Jr. Um a stick of truth is getting a release date. I thought you'd be happy mm -hmm. about that, John. You talked about it before. I don't think they're going to, I don't know what they're going to price it as. Hopefully not 60 bucks because it's really old, but I never played stick yeah. of truth. I, I didn't play fractured butthole either, but I would, I'd be more inclined to play stick of truth before the second one, just to like, because stick of truth seems more like strategy and, or a uh, fractured butthole seems more like a strategy and stick of truth is more like turn-based RPG, like the stuff that I mm -hmm. like. So, 
I'd be quicker to try that. It'd be cool if it was lesser, like maybe like 20 or, 20 or 15. I'll definitely get it, but who knows? They offered a two-pack somehow. Yeah. Well, I mean, they should, but it's like, yeah, I mean, they're obviously sold enough copies with the fractured butthole that they want to do more. So so that's good. It's always good to hear, uh, you know, people selling shit on, on the Switch. Apparently, there's a new Unreal Engine also that's that's like uh that's supposed to like be advantageous to the Switch. Like I read a thing mm-hmm. about that with uh, Fortnite. Do you play any Fortnite at all? I know you did a little bit. I saw some Twitter stuff of you and your brother playing it. Yeah, I've played a little bit of it. Yeah. I feel like I had to at least play some of it to exist to as be a modern a gamer. Parent. Yeah, so yeah. I, I did try my yeah. hand at it a bit. It's sure. a great game. Yeah. I just don't. I can't build. Sure. Things. I also can't really shoot. I'm not very good at the game. So I was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> but um, but I I like playing duos just in like mm-hmm. I would just do a stealth thing. Oh sure. Because like, yeah. I, I can't actually play. I'm like I'm just gonna wait and like hide in this bathroom. Oh, I mean, I think that's... I have some great clips of hiding in <laughs> this bathroom <laughs> with like eight guns mm-hmm. that I can't shoot at all. But um, yeah, I think, it's been I all mean, right. I mean, that's a lot of the game though. Is is the uh, is the stealth and just a uh, because that's how I play it. And and for a while there, I was getting in the top ten like most of the oh, time. Yeah. You know, because I don't. I don't fight anybody unless I feel like I have a good shot and I can actually kill them. Like if I don't, if I know if I'm going to go in there, I'm not going to live. I won't go there. Like I'll go around and try a different way, or I'll just completely run away from that person. You know, mm-hmm. that's how I played it, and I made it to two. I made it to number two. That's the highest I ever got. Yeah, but once yeah, you get to two, a few times too. Yeah, but once you get to two, it gets crazy because there's like nowhere for you to go. I feel well, yeah, like the, the like, area the is so, so small. Like, yeah, so small. That it's you just much. you get hurt if you follow, but and then those people are really good. Um, yeah, and they can build. I, I can't really of, build that. I've well. noticed because um, everyone uses the jump strategy in yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, it's yeah. like bouncing up and down. Yep. I've noticed that maybe it's in my head. My mm. conspiracy theory is that 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 has transferred over into Splatoon two because I've seen a lot of people jumping a lot more in Splatoon two, and I feel like that's that Fortnite maybe, skill. Yeah. Um, I've actually started jumping more in Splatoon two when I'm playing like ranked or even like Splat mm-hmm. zones or not Splat zones, but Splat Turf Wars. Thank you. There we sure, go. Sure. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it works. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I've seen mm-hmm. that a bit more. Sure. And uh, one more thing before we take a break. Uh, I know they, um, and I think you put it up on the, on the NBC group, but uh, there's like, they've showed some of the differences between the two Pokemon games. Like they've started to mm-hmm. say like which monsters are on what, like, uh, you know, the what's an Eevee and what's in Pikachu. And so mm-hmm. I know there was a couple of them. Was it like Growlithe was on? Uh, the, I don't Growlithe know. Growlithe is uh, Pikachu. Yeah, all I the good ones are Pikachu. Yeah, it seems like because I wanted I wanted Eevee because I'm like I'm like I you know Pikachu I like Pikachu but Pikachu's been in like everything I want to get one that has that Eevee's never really been the star of a Pokemon game I'd like to go mm-hmm. with something that I haven't done you know so it's like I was leaning towards that one and now I see all I saw that that the better ones were in Pikachu and I'm like oh, I don't want I don't want Pikachu though I want the Eevee one yeah. so maybe they'll be more outside of the sales will be. Between the two of them? I think people love Eevee, though. I think people really love Eevee, so I think it'll be okay. And I think a lot of players might not think about... Well, I don't know how how people decide. About the differences? I base it usually on the cover of the game. Well, I mean, the newer ones, they had the different legendaries that are on the cover. So it's like whatever. But I I don't... But if they're going with the original... If they're going with Gen 1, then all we have is Mewtwo. Is the is the only legendary in Gen One? So I mean, in, the one that like it wasn't a difference. There wasn't like mm-hmm. it wasn't like X and Y where there were different characters or like you know it was there was blue and red and they had different monsters in each one. But the main guy at the end was still Mewtwo. You know, it wasn't yeah. like a different one. And they had the they had the birds, the legendary birds and stuff that you can catch. But yeah, Pikachu was, will uh, have uh, exclusive well, exclusive right. You can trade, yeah. of course. Oddish, mm-hmm. Sandshrew, Growlithe. Mm-hmm. Eevee has Bellsprout, Vulpix. Yeah. And Meowth. Meowth? Wow. Meowth is such a yeah. was always such I a know. throwaway we, we character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I never really did much with Meowth and yeah, and what was and it could yeah, it involved evolved into that bigger cat or whatever yeah. with it. Yeah. Vulpix is cool. I like Vulpix. Yeah. But, but I mean Sandshrew yeah, Sandshrew and Growlithe is or Growlithe are way cooler than And you can Growlithe. ride Growlithe. Yeah, game. yeah. So yeah. So there you go. But yeah, there's more Pokemon stuff. But uh, that's uh, that's all that I had for the week that I, that I jotted down. Unless there's something I forgot, um, then we'll talk about it next week. But uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about uh, what what you've been doing for oh, the cool, uh, yeah. for journalism and all that. So yeah, you just um, you, you mentioned it before, but um, you've you've gotten into uh, doing video games for a living now, right? Completely, correct? Yes, that's, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Congratulations, that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Congrats. Yeah, once I saw that you posted the video and all that, I know it's been a minute since uh, that happened, but I wanted to have you on the show to talk about it because we've had you on before, you know, to talk different different ideas mm-hmm. about and like different opinions on games and all that. But uh, yeah, we've never had like a full full blown uh, professional journalist and all that on here, so. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Also, oh, before you start, I just want to say, I think that's cool because you came on before and talked about how that's what you wanted to do, and you mm-hmm. went out and you did it. So we got, you know, basically a, a nice little story arc for you going here. Uh, yeah. Someone who's yeah, set a the... goal and achieved it. So congratulations. Really cool. Mm. Thank you. You have the little narrative of uh, before and after, and, and now you're here. So um, what? So so you work uh you work specifically for a website now, right? It's um yeah, I work for uh I'm involved with a few sites. So mm. originally, even before I transitioned full time, I worked for and still work for NerdMuch.com. Uh, I do feature articles for them, uh, video content for them, and I actually did a little bit of news coverage while someone was out on vacation. Uh, but most recently, I started writing for PlayStationLifestyle.net, which is like my main job right now. Okay. I do news coverage for them in the mornings, Monday through Friday. So um, I'm CT time, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. So I work uh, 5.30 to around 10.30 in the morning. So it's, yeah, it's the morning shift because uh, they're East Coast based. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's why I'm there so early. Um, and then I haven't actually mentioned this anywhere. So ooh, that exclusive content. Oh, um, nice, nice. I'm going to be starting writing for Game Revolution as well. I'm doing feature okay. articles for them. Them. I'm doing mm. 20 to 25 articles a month, wow. uh, which is a it's lot though, yeah. and exciting because, yeah, um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. At first, I was, I mean, everything's so like new. And mm. since I haven't done everything full time yet, everything's like mm-hmm. so much bigger than I used to do because I, you know, used to teach and then I would do game stuff on the side with my free time. So I could only yeah. do so much. But now that that's gone, it's like, okay, we're going to fill in not just like 40 hours, but like, I don't know, 60, 80 hours mm-hmm. of stuff. Sure. So yeah. it's pretty wild. Um, oh, in addition to, to doing news for PlayStation Lifestyle, uh, the team's pretty open to everyone doing multiple things. So okay, I also do uh, reviews for them from time to time. I just did two reviews this month. I reviewed um, Runbo, uh, which is available on all platforms. It just got physical releases for PS4 and mm-hmm. Switch. Uh, I think those are coming out like maybe in a week or like yeah. super soon. I don't think it's on Switch So I reviewed yet, but, that. Yeah. yeah. But it was uh, on Wii U. And, and 3DS, I think. Yeah, no, yeah, it was, it's been, it was like, all on over everything. the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's awesome. Like, if you guys, you know, listening, however, haven't played it, uh, you should play it. It's a great platformer. It's all like, it's funny because both the games I reviewed are color based. I don't know why. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, you know, 
there's all these different changing colors in the background. So then platforms are visible or not visible based on the color that's on screen. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty challenging. It's also just like really chill to play because you can jump around from level to level. So like unlike other sometimes challenging platformers where you just get stuck and then you're like, oh, I got to take the day off because I can't like beat it. Yeah. You can just maybe jump around and then come back when you're feeling more up for it. Oh, like in the uh, map. So yeah. So yeah. I reviewed that. I reviewed Spectrum Retreat. Um, my next review is going to be, I think it's called Persistence for VR. Um, mm. Yeah. And then other than that, I do YouTube uh, right now twice a month on my own channel. I have a Patreon link to that. Mm -hmm. uh, everything's under the handle Game Onesis. My website's GameOnesis.com. Um, so yeah. And then from other than that, I'm trying to do more like collab stuff. Um, my big thing is just trying to build my resume and my brand so that when like, uh, you know, larger positions open up, I'll True. have a portfolio that will be adequate for like, you know, obviously the dream is to go like full, full time at a job that's like a set one job place. Cause right now I just do freelance work for sure, different sure. places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of my goal right now. So I'm trying to go to like more conventions, like, you know, um, obviously I love being on Nintendo domain podcasts. So doing mm. collabs with you guys, sure. other podcasts. Yeah. Um, I just got invited to do a collab with, um, I think the guy's name, let me get his name right. I believe it's, um, so his name's Christopher Pico on YouTube, AKA the old ass retro gamer. Mm. He was at, um, uh, Midwest gaming classic. I don't oh, know if you guys he? were oh, at okay. that panel. Yeah. The, no. like, YouTube one. Oh no! The only one we saw was the Retronauts one because we were out doing interviews with the people who oh, were there. Oh, okay, cool, nice. So, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, they were at the um, the Midwest Game Classic that um, happened a few months ago in the spring, and uh, he invited me to to come on to like send in a clip. He does a series where it's like, what movie would you want to see turned to a game? So I'm gonna oh. do that. I got a free ebook on like this book about like women in games that like the publisher invited me to like talk about on my channel. So I'm gonna read nice. through that and do yeah. that. Um. I want a Twitch stream. I've done one Twitch stream so far. I want to do two a week, but I've only done one so far. Oh, it's stuff got crazy. Just, just do it. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, mean, I, I do it like I just started doing it whenever I play anything. But nice. It, yeah, you uh, do them a lot. Like I see you streaming like pretty frequently. Yeah, I do it. I do it whenever I play. Whenever I have time to play, just because I record it and I have there's I have like a small audience of people that watch it on YouTube too. So mm -hmm. I'm just kind of just like recording it and putting it on there. I don't. I do, yeah, I want to start doing that yeah, too. I do some stuff where I edit it, but the, once again, there's like. I don't have a whole lot of time for it, but, 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 you know, Twitching has been cool. Actually, I think that, I think that streaming Skies of Arcadia really helped me out a lot because like everybody mm -hmm. loves that game. So I've, I felt like RPGs do pretty well for me because I don't really, I don't really like doing competitive stuff. I'm more of a single player person, you know? Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, same. So I felt like RPGs have been interested. Like Ease, like when I stream that, a lot of people really like that. So I ended up getting more, Get, getting a decent like crowd for that same with like dragon quest mm -hmm. builders when that came out people were really big into that so it it kind of you just kind of just got to play around and see like what people are actually watching and commenting on and stuff like that so but it's fun yeah just whenever you're going to play something just just put it up and see and see what happens you know that's kind of basically how that works mm -hmm. it's just like trying it out until you know <laughs> until until you get you people who yeah. come back you ever get to a point though where you feel like, oh, well, I just want to play this one for me, like where you don't want to be sort of performing for an audience? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think everyone probably gets to that point, right? Like Trey, like yeah. do you feel like you feel? Do you have like less fun playing? I feel like it's a different kind of fun when you stream. 
Uh, you I know? mean, it's it. I mean, a lot of there are some times where I am just playing by myself, but I'm streaming. You know, there's just nobody there. But uh, you know, that Which does is happen. On though, yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. Maybe, but you can like, still see it, yeah, I, I still and I like still I'm post still it. On, if yeah. No one's yeah. Watching me. Sure. I mean, it's not like I'm not like some of those streamers that like scream at the microphone and all that. I always hated that. Like, I, I never wanted to be those guys, <laughs> like like PewDiePie or whatever. Yeah, same as And also not, style. you know, no racism and all that. But Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, not just shouting racial epithets. As, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck that know. shit. Don't do that. But uh yeah, no, I mean it's just kind of like for me it's just having I'm having fun and sometimes I feel like I, I'll like say a joke to the TV and I'm like, "Man, I wish I was recording on that." So I just now I have it, you know. It's and sometimes yeah. like there was an ease one where I was like, "I just want to play and I don't want to talk." So I just turn the commentary off and I still stream it, but I'm not talking, you know. Oh, that's you, cool. You can do yeah. that. I've like I, that. I've been looking at different people's stuff that have different amount of followers, whatever. And there's some people who have a lot of followers that don't talk at all. They just play the game. That's all they do. You know, there's no, there's no like, you know, some people don't do the cameras where there's no cameras. It's just they're playing mm-hmm. the game and people watch it. You know, it's like, yeah, might as well then. Yeah, and yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of how I feel. Like where it's like it's for me. I'll just if I don't feel like saying anything, I'll just no do no commentary and just play it. You know. I know, like, the very first time um, I streamed was, like, back in college, and it was on, it might have, well, I don't know the first time I streamed, actually, I can't remember, but one of the early streams I did was Unravel, mm. the first one. Oh, okay. um, that's another game I've been playing. I beat that on P- on Xbox One. It was awesome. Unravel mm-hmm. 2 is so, so good. Um, and I played that with my brother, co-op, because it's a two-player game by design. You can play one player, but it's, like, kind of weird, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like that lonely thing where you have to, like, attack. It's like you control two people. It's like, oh, you just don't, you know, mm-hmm. you just don't have friends, and then you have to just go it alone. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But That's I rough. played Unravel, and I remember it's kind of like a, it's a puzzle platformer, and I think I got stuck at one point where I was streaming, and I was like, uh, all yeah. right, we're going to end it here, because, like, I'm like yeah. I don't know what to do. I'm like, let me just look this up on my phone. Uh, I, yeah. I got a phone call. Yeah, um, that's it. I got a phone call. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to have to look up the answer, because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, yeah, but, I, yeah, that, yeah. That, that that sucks. Like, I think, uh, like, at the very end of Skies of Arcadia, when I was playing that, I got stuck on the final boss and had to play him, like, three or four times, and I did kind of feel bad about that, but... Sometimes you can ask. It's a stream, you know? watching. Sometimes you can be like, uh, does anyone know what to do? Because I don't know what to do. Oh, and yeah. then people will like chime in and stuff. It's pretty cool. No, I did actually. There were, with Skies of Arcadia, there were times where people were saying like, uh, where I would say something and they would respond to it. And that's always the best. Like where they respond to it on the chat. And mm-hmm. then you're kind of like talking back and forth to them. But they're, but they're chatting back to you, you know? Like I'll be like, oh shit, that was like a really, no, now I'm in another battle. Wow, that was like nothing. And then the guy'd be like, oh yeah, that was like two seconds. Like what happened? Like you didn't get to ride, walk anywhere before you fought another dude or whatever. Or I'll be like, oh, I need to find the save point. And they'll be like, oh no, it's behind over here. Just go behind that building. And I'm like, oh cool. And then I found it. And I was like, all right, thanks. You know, so some people know, but they're still watching it. I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely worth, you know, I, it seems like you have a lot on your plate, like for, <laughs> for uh, articles and whatnot. But if you have a chance to... um. Did you ever get an Elgato? Like, or, or are you, no, you have to, I haven't yeah. yet. I know I got VR before an Elgato. I suck. Yeah. But um, I haven't yet. So right now, what I want to do with my stream, because I, I do want to do twice a week because I want to be a Twitch affiliate at least. I'm, and a, then I, I'm 10 once away. Once I reach that, then I might try to do more. But I might just be like, this is fine. Like, you sure. know. Um, but I did, I did stream off my PC because um, that's the easiest way for me to stream personally because oh, I yeah, know yeah. how to use OBS sure, sure, on, yeah. when it's like just already on my PC. Mm. Uh, so I streamed what game? I streamed 2049 
read member i forgot the name of the game mm-hmm. it's like a visual novel mm-hmm. um of some sort i can try to open my steam and then remember because i want to do a stream on sundays that'll be like steam cleaner sundays where i go through my steam library game okay. by game yeah. and then if i like the game okay it's 2064 read only memories is the game i streamed on oh, okay. like two sundays ago hmm. and then on wednesdays i want to do this really old series that i started when i was like in college called uh my handle and my moniker is across everything is game Odysseus. so mm-hmm. i do this thing called uh what the fuck game Odysseys or WTF yeah, yeah. game Odysseys, where mm-hmm. i play a game that just looks really fucking weird and, and i just see it if out. it's good yeah, or yeah. whatever so sure. like games i've and that's actually already on my youtube channel from like years ago before mm-hmm. i even thought about doing this as a career i just kind of was like what if i put up a let's play mm-hmm. um and then so like back then i did like uh, that who's your daddy game where you play as the baby that's like or you're trying yeah. to make sure the baby doesn't kill itself yeah, yeah so i wow. played that i played this game <laughs> called pack-a-pong that's on itch.io mm. and it's like literally pac-man meets pong meets space invaders mm. meets a little bit of donkey kong and it's actually wow. super fun Weird. i played uh, animal inspector where you like it's like a sim game where you determine who are the good animals? It's so weird. And I mm-hmm. played this one game called 90 Second Portraits, where you're trying to paint something in 90 seconds. So, like, yeah. and then I played one wow. game that was really bad called I Am Dead, Where Are My Keys? That was, like, literally kind of broken. Um, I'm Dead, so, Where Are My Keys? Yeah. Like the name. Yeah. The name's yeah. broken, too. <laughs> so did I. I was like, <laughs> this a weird seems, name. it was like Halloween Bay. There was like a skeleton sure. in a car. I was yeah. like, let's go. Um, so I really like that series because, like, it's. It was just like a fun way to try something that was goofy and like they were weird games. And a lot of them actually did turn out to be like maybe kind of good or interesting. Mm. Um, and I like, you know, checking out why like I love like the indie dev scene. I follow a lot of indie devs on Twitter. So mm. um, I want to bring that like fully back on Wednesdays and Sundays streaming. But mm. I just haven't figured out the time to do it. And like I've looked into it and everyone says like the best time to stream is whatever time you can commit to so yeah. it doesn't matter as long as you're consistent and i'm like i can't be consistent so i just haven't really like mm. i want to do it like all this month but i just haven't gotten it off the ground yet but sure. um hopefully i want to make that regular soon but i already have one let's play that i want to just like drop on youtube and then mm-hmm. you know take it from there sure i mean that's kind of like i don't really do it on a regular basis either just because i don't have a regular schedule like working freelance and all that so it's like yeah it's kind of hard to do it but it's a uh, I did I, like there was one day where I like couldn't work on a Saturday, so I was just like I'm just gonna play Skies or Katie all day, and I did notice a bigger audience on that on like Saturday afternoon seemed to be pretty, pretty like you know more popular than normal, and then sometimes I stream mm-hmm. at like three in the morning, and then, you know and nobody's but somebody's well, somebody's you know might watch it or whatever, so it's hard to tell, but but I guess the uh, weekends probably is something to try to aim for. Like Sundays in the afternoon can be pretty can be pretty good depending on what you're streaming, you know so. And in Do my in my what, experience, what Twitch is like prime time, so to speak. Is there data on that? I don't know because it's, I feel like it's kind of sporadic. Because um, it's all about yeah, like catching not... it live, you know. Like, or, well, I mean, I guess you can watch mm-hmm. older stuff, but I mean, a lot of the people that I watch because I've been like following people on Twitter that Twitch a lot, like just to try to understand mm-hmm. the, the beast or whatever and yeah. a lot of them kind of do uh you know they have a thing they have like a regular like there's a girl on there that like that like drinks cocktails and like talks to people on there like every friday night that i've watched sometimes because it's just and she plays like final fantasy 14 sometimes you know but it's like it's just i don't know and they have their schedules and they you know people come and do it and it, and she does a late night thing and it's I think it's all about like catching when they're on there, you know, like if they do it, that's why why you kind of want to have a consistent schedule where it's like, oh yeah, you're always streaming at five. So if I'm able to watch Twitch at five, I'll be able to find you or that, you know? Right. Yeah. And then just from like doing a quick Google of it, like I'm looking at like a medium post that kind of breaks mm-hmm. down some of the analytics. And, and one thing they mentioned is like 
oh, maybe in some ways, like even if like let's say 7 p.m. at night is the most popular time, mm. like maybe that's not a good time for you to stream because like everyone's yeah, – like there's like an influx competing. of streamers. Mm. Yeah. It also depends on what else – if there's a big event because like they did that mm-hmm. Summer Games Done Quick thing where a lot of people was watching, were watching that and maybe there won't be enough for you or maybe – Maybe not. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's really hard to tell. <laughs> you know, like yeah. whether this kind of Probably. recommends like just if you like if you personally want to be like, what's the best time I should stream? Mm-hmm. Like, pick two times that work for you and test out both. It's kind of what this recommends. Oh, okay. And like, yeah. yeah, the big thing I hear from everyone, like I've followed a couple of people that have like reached affiliate or partner status, mm-hmm. and like they mention like it's whatever time like you can consistently do sure, that's like yeah. healthy for you. Like, yeah, like yeah, if yeah. two a.m. is popular but like you're not sleeping because you're streaming like don't <laughs> don't do that like you know but yeah, sure. um typically i think it's like saturday at like like you know i don't know what see what time zone this is but like early in the morning or late at night um sunday afternoon yeah it looks pretty popular based on like this random medium post of someone that like grabs mm-hmm. some of this stuff it seems that the least popular like thursday friday probably because it's like towards the end of the week i think sure um, right, people yeah. are doing stuff mm. yeah but I think once I get like a better setup for my consoles, it might be easier to stream because there's like some stuff I know I could casually stream that wouldn't mm-hmm. be as like, I don't know, like mm-hmm. big of a deal. Plus, I wouldn't have to set up like OBS and everything as in the same way. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to stream Splatoon, um, but I just haven't mm-hmm. figured out how to put the thing and the other thing. And like, I don't sure. know how to stream yet, which is kind of why I want to do it, because like um a lot of the stuff i do is like so i can build a good resume for games journalism and i'm like okay i've written reviews i do features i do news i do youtube but like twitch is not something i'm really that good at or that Mm -hmm. i know a lot about so i'm trying to build that up and then the last thing i have to do is build like industry context which Mm -hmm. there's not really an easy way to build that you just kind of have to like meet people somehow yeah there's no if there was a book on it everybody would be an expert on Mm -hmm. it what yeah yeah. so you know those are the kind of one of the reasons i want to work on it and it is Mm -hmm. fun like i do i love streaming when i do it it Mm kind of feels like the game equivalent of working out it's like once you do it you're like that was great why (laughs) didn't i do it all the time but then it's like i gotta stream Ah, i think i'll just not do it um it's kind of how it's been for me like the last few weeks but Mm -hmm. hopefully i get back into it it, it kind of reminds me of like I, you know, I've always been a big video game guy, and you know, like when you play a game for a long, for a while, and like you bring and you have a friend over for like a sleepover mm-hmm. or something when you're a kid, and you want to show them that game. That's kind of like what twitching is to me. That's what I feel mm-hmm. like. Where it's like, hey, there's this game that you played for a while, you want to show it to other people, or it's a really cool game that you just want to be like, hey, take a look at this, and you're doing that, but right. you're doing it with like people you don't know from all across the world you know that might be like oh yeah. that's cool i didn't know about that game you know like yeah. that's what i got for a Not lot of mention, you wouldn't even be able to do that really now with your friends or at least most adults really yeah. can't do that on a regular basis yeah so i can certainly jump on a stream if my friend is streaming and watch it yeah yeah well, you... Uh, you know i've heard it said before that twitch or youtube you know streaming games is uh like the 21st century living room oh yeah uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it totally is like that yeah. yeah, and it's These cool like that. All the time. Why? Yeah. They can't believe it. They can't believe, oh, why would someone get on a computer to watch someone else play a game? It sounds so stupid to them, but... But it's like hanging out, people, basically. It's like yeah, hanging out. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. It's like you're chilling in a living room playing a game together. You're just not... You may yeah. not be seeing each other. Maybe you are. You know, like, it depends on how they set it up. And that's yep. that's kind of what, yeah, what I've seen about, about that. But, you know, Jeremy and I, we started doing, like, late Friday night stuff where we play, like, Splatoon or something, and, we, and we'll, like... You know, we'll we'll get on a we'll we'll get on like um, Skype or whatever and talk, and then and then Jeremy does videos. He'll make a video on YouTube where it shows like both of our screens, you know, so you mm-hmm. can see like where we were and all that. So those have been interesting to do, also. But so it's cool if like you know 
you could like get on get on duos with your brother or something like that and talk back and forth and try doing that yeah for, the, uh, the big thing also. we wanted to do but like once again i just i'm so dense mm. when it comes to streaming like we play a lot of fifa like yeah yeah you should, FIFA. yeah you guys should stream that more fifa than i think i want yeah. to even play but uh we've always wanted to, we have like these really elaborate tournaments that we do and mm. we've always wanted to do like a twitch tournament where we like sure. stream the whole thing on twitch because the the games are like really competitive mm. even though like i wouldn't say that like we're each pretty good like definitely better than like an average player maybe but we don't mm-hmm. like uh there's a lot of weak parts of our game but we're equal so the games end up being exciting even if we're not like playing at the highest caliber mm-hmm. um but we just haven't figured out like the sound part of it because <laughs> like i tried we tried using like headsets and then it just got like wonky and stuff oh, okay. but um yeah i'm gonna try to get that figured out because that's like an easy quick stream that we could just kind of throw up there uh and i want to do some more gameplay stuff on my youtube channel too because mm-hmm. like especially with like having a windows pc and an xbox like all the video is automatically on like accessible through oh, like okay. the cloud and everything so i want to grab like we're doing a world cup tournament right now through the fifa dlc so i'm gonna i've been taking video clips and i'm gonna grab like the highlights of like our world cup once the tournament's done so mm-hmm. um so yeah a lot of a lot of cool stuff uh coming up that i get to try out there just isn't yeah. it's funny because like i knew there wouldn't really be like enough time to do everything but mm-hmm. in my head i was kind of like oh i can like now do everything because i'm like not you know teaching but you don't honestly schedule, the time fills up pretty quick and you, you still do, have yeah. to like sleep and eat and mm-hmm. clean up the apartment and <laughs> other stuff um but yeah but it's it's been pretty insane uh mm-hmm. but really really fun and super rewarding so you know mm, hopefully yeah. i get some more gigs coming sure. up and then it gets really established where I would you be a teacher though kind of prepared you for the the organization and the schedule that you have to have as a freelancer, like you have mm-hmm. to put yourself, uh, you have to, you have to, you have to be very good at organizing things already. So I imagine one forms the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm maybe not like the best organizer, even though I try a lot of different things out, but I do think it, that it prepared me for the hours because mm-hmm. like when I taught, like you come home, you still work, sometimes work on the teaching part. Mm-hmm. And then for me, I would also work on playing games or writing about games or trying to do YouTube sure. on the side. So now instead it just like, I just kind of swapped out the content, but it's like the same amount of hours or mm-hmm. the same kind of work hours generally. So, um, and like, you know, it was funny because I think I was I've told like a lot of people this or I mentioned it or like, you know how I always had to leave early for like this podcast because yeah. I would have to wake up early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember like Trey was like, oh, can you do Fourth of July? Like we have to record later, but, you know, you don't teach anymore. And I'm like, actually, like I had oh, yeah, yeah. five, yeah. like, five in the morning. Um, yeah, so, I had no idea. Like, I, yeah, I had no idea that it was like that. And I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah, everyone, uh, even the people at my job, like at PlayStation Lifestyle are like because they forget because they're like East Coast. And then some people, of course, are you know, all over the world, like there's like a, a game revolution. I think they're actually based in like the oh. UK. So like no, everyone forgets what time I'm on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and they're like, how are you like up at like 530? And I'm like, I'm not, but I'm just cranking <laughs> out the stories. <laughs> it's fine. Um, But yeah, like it's pretty crazy. But like I used to get up at like latest six o'clock, 630. To oh, teach, sure. So I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. it ain't really that much earlier. Mm-hmm. But I was I was a little bit blue because I'm like, oh, I can like, you know, like sleep in, sleep in yeah. a little bit because, you know, yeah. a lot of my friends have like office jobs and stuff where they like start at nine and mm-hmm. they can like sleep like a full night without yeah. having to go to bed at like 10. Mm-hmm. So which I yeah. still have not gotten good. I am still sleeping late and waking up early. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to fix that a little bit. But you're starting at 530, though. So you must have to get up like 430 or, you know, it's at home, though. I actually like really just roll out and go. Yeah. Um, and it's not. 
they're really cool there. It's like pretty like flexible because like I definitely have started maybe like at 540 or 545 at certain points and no one, well, no one's really around anyway because it's so early. Mm -hmm. But um, really as long as like the goal is I'm assigned to do five stories uh, a day. So like usually it's like one post an hour, but sometimes you can go faster or slower. When I Mm -hmm. first started, I was like super slow because I wasn't used to doing the work and like finding Mm -hmm. the stuff and then, you know, figuring it all out and how to format so I used to like go like into the well into the afternoon like and then sometimes I take a, take a break to eat or something. But now I've gotten like way better at it because it's like I'm on week three or four of this job, mm-hmm. so now I can be done at like ten thirty, mm-hmm. eleven gotcha. latest. Oh okay. Um, but yeah, I ideally I would like to wake up at like five or four thirty just so that I can wake up, maybe eat something, mm-hmm. clean up my apartment a little bit, just kind of like set the day a little bit better. But usually it's like. All right, it's five twenty-five, and then I just like you know my bed's right here. I just go here, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, yeah. you know, not dressed at all, like just in my pajamas, just like mm-hmm. you know checking out the news. Um, and then the way we organize it too, it's like we use Trello, so like we'll have our sometimes there'll be stories already there from the day before that didn't get covered. Mm-hmm. So it's part like finding my own stories I want to cover, or looking at like press releases we get via email, mm-hmm. or like looking at stuff that didn't get covered the day before. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been pretty fun. Uh, and I'm like, I feel weirdly in tuned with the news minus like Nintendo actually and Xbox, obviously, cause it's more like, well, mainly my Nintendo. Cause a lot of Xbox news mm-hmm. applies to Sony cause it's the mm-hmm. same games. Sure. Um, I am sad though. Cause I have like a video game news Twitter list. Um, mm-hmm. and that's like on my account. Like anyone could follow it. If yeah. you guys are like interested in just finding a place that you can get a bunch oh, of news for from, sure, yeah. I just no, have a bunch definitely. of different sites like Eurogamer, yeah. IGN, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I have my Nintendo news on there because I used to do general game news, like, for other websites. Mm-hmm. But, like, I can't write about Nintendo because I'm PlayStation. But, I, like, sure. I love Nintendo, so I'm always, like, seeing these stories. Like, there was the one on um, today that there was a horror game in development for Nintendo that starred Tingle, but it never got made. And oh. I'm like, oh, I want to write this so bad. But oh, wow. I don't, I, you know, I do PlayStation news only. But it's oh, it's man, still been yeah. really, really fun. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, how you, did, how you did that job. Like, you basically get up at four and then you just get on the internet and just search for stories or is there like uh or they mm-hmm. send you stuff that maybe hasn't been released to other companies that you write about or like yeah it's been a little mm-hmm. bit of both so we have like um everyone's set up with like an email account um like a playstation email account i should probably put mine in my twitter bio actually in case anyone wants to like actually mm-hmm. email me anything like sure, yeah. you know all next level stuff but basically our editors in chief will like forward it to our playstation email sometimes it goes directly to it because like a company can email like basically what is like our group email where everyone Mm -hmm. sees it so you'll get like um occasionally we will get stuff that's like embargoed like what was one that we had the other day um i know we had one for what was it called it's that procedurally generated game it's called dead cells like oh, we got like one yeah, for like okay. release date yeah. dead cells or something like that. So you can you'll get stuff like yeah. that in your email. A lot mm-hmm. of times it's like little stuff that isn't like even embargoed, but just like press releases. Like mm-hmm. for instance, I wrote a story today on uh, what's the name of the team? Um, like there were like seven Fortnite players that got signed to um, I want to say it's called Rogue. It's like the Las Vegas esports organization. Oh okay. And we got like a press release on that, but like that's not like super mm. private. It's on their website, but like. You know, it's like, oh, just tipping you off to like, hey, here's something you might want to cover on your site. So you can get news from the email account. You can get news from um, like stories, like I said, that weren't already uh, posted. So like Mm. uh, and a lot of groups in general, we use Trello. It's like an app slash website that you can make little cards and organize stuff. Hmm. So like we'll have. Yeah, it's like it's so convenient. So we'll have a board that's like um, 
news to write. And then you make a card and then you have one that's claimed and then you have scheduled. So like, right. for instance, um, well, actually, let me make sure this isn't anything. Okay, this isn't anything weird. This is like from another side already. Like in our thing right now, it says CyberConnect2 video update on Trilogy of Revengeance titles. We have like in the description a link mm -hmm. to the story. And if there's no link to the story, it'll say PR. And then we know it's in our email account to cover. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can just claim that schedule it. And then that's kind of it. Or you can find stories yourself. So um, usually I do a mix. Like I try to find stories myself because sometimes like a lot of the press stuff will just be hey, here's a trailer, here's a release date. Those can be fun, but I, I want to do like more of a mix of stuff personally. Mm -hmm. So I will try to find something that feels like more unique or interesting. And we're a smaller website too. So I try to find different angles for stuff. Like mm -hmm. um, sure. I did this story on Shenmue and how um, the dev team doesn't consider it to be a remaster. Um, mm -hmm. They consider it to be like kind of like an enhanced re-release it's not really a remaster because you can't remaster it uh mm. because of like technologically speaking like what sure. goes on with the game it yeah, wouldn't yeah. be able to be remastered mm. and like um i follow this youtuber named adam korlick he's actually in the chicagoland area and he knows shenmue like crazy and mm. he actually has like a relationship with that team and he posted like a video about that so i like watched his video i kind of wrote up the excerpts of it i like cited him in it um, and so like that was my spin on the story and stuff. Mm. So I kind of try to make stuff my own as much as possible or unique yeah. so that our site has like a different take. Um, other than that, like I said, if you go on my Twitter account, actually, like my profile and click lists, um, I made a list called, uh, VG news, which is video game news. And I have like 20 different websites that I have. Like a, it's like a Twitter timeline for those websites. If mm. you guys have ever made lists on Twitter, you know, it's like pretty general. Oh, okay. um, so I'll go through that and see what other people have covered. Cause obviously like larger sites might get um, the bigger your site is like the more press release stuff you get. So that's mm -hmm. why like, and that makes sense, right? We see like IGN gets exclusive first coverage of a lot of stuff because they, mm -hmm. they're like the big dog in game yeah. journalism. Mm -hmm. So if you go on that now, like, you know, there's like, okay, Polygon wrote something about star Wars, clone wars, uh, push square, Mm -hmm. Wrote something about uh, Fallout New Vegas situation unlikely happened again, says Bethesda. Sometimes you have to be careful, though, because sites will repost stuff that's older. Yeah. Or, like, um, as a writer, you have to double check that we didn't already cover a story, like, mm -hmm. maybe earlier or someone else wrote it in a different way. So you want to, like, double check that stuff, like, a little bit. But uh, that's basically how you go about finding the news. So there's, like, a couple different avenues to pull from. Uh, so that's, that's nice because it makes it pretty easy to like find a story that you want to cover mm -hmm. because like, you know, right. worst case scenario, you can just go to the email and maybe pull out like, you know, um, something like, let's see, we got something that was like, let me make sure this isn't like embargoed. Okay. Yeah. Like unexplored unlocked edition coming to PS4 and Xbox one release date for switch version confirmed. Like I could just write something on that. You look mm -hmm. at the, you know, YouTube video, you embed it, you like talk about the game a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. You like write up the tweet for it. Sometimes I'll like tag the dev in it if it feels appropriate, if there's space in the tweet to do that. But yeah, like you can kind of just do it on on whatever uh, that is related to PlayStation in some way or that you can spin with a Sony angle. Uh, but yeah, and that's what I do every yeah. day, Monday through Friday. Wow, <laughs> uh, but it's yeah. really cool because like I feel like I like I've learned a lot more about like games that I wouldn't have before or sure, things yeah. that I wouldn't have been aware of because like i have to cover it because it's my job so even stuff like i'm not that that familiar with like devil may cry but like i wrote up like an excerpt from an interview and like mm -hmm. i got to know the like the game and the franchise more by doing that um so that's been like really fun and informative and i also just catch a lot more games that i wouldn't have thought to like that i wouldn't have noticed before like there's this game called um holy 
Potatoes a Weapon Shop or something like that. It's on PS4 and Switch, and it's a sim I've heard of, potato I've heard about running it, a weapon yeah. store. Yeah, I've heard about and it. And it looks awesome, right. and I'm like, God, I want this game. Mm-hmm. That's so, got to like, go on your WTF game, Onesis. Oh, my God, yeah. 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 Um, that blog there, wow. Yeah, it looks crazy. Um, or like, you know, like there was a game called that I covered the other day called Candleman, and you play as a Candleman, and I'm like, this game is awesome, and I love this job. So, <laughs> like, a, like you, ca- it makes me want to buy a lot more stuff, which is probably why I ended up buying that VR system. Oh, sure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. is, um, it, is yeah, he a cool. is he like a candle person, or is he a man that sells candles? Like, he's a it, he's <laughs> a candle person. It's okay. a candle that has a brain. What's the word for that? It's um, you know, not cognizant, but there's a word for that. You oh. know, when things, when objects have human characteristics. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a yeah. living thing. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's a puzzle platformer. Well, actually, I don't know if it's a platformer. I'm not sure if you jump, but like you're a little candle, but the candle's only lit for 10 seconds at a time. So you have to like solve the stuff based on that. You're very tiny compared to the world around you. Um, yeah. And I, I put myself up for a review for that game. It comes out in August. So hopefully I get assign that because then i can play it and mm. review it also for free so yeah. that's cool <laughs> oh yeah yeah no getting those codes is that's that's one thing uh i mean i don't really i don't have much written stuff to show anybody but uh i always thought that'd be cool to do uh to write like reviews about weird mm-hmm. indie games you know especially like with the switch where we get like 20 30 games a week like oh like, yeah like the super spy like nobody's ever gonna play that game but you know that's it'd be cool to be able to write stuff about that like weird shit that nobody will play because they you know Big sites like IGN or whoever else, like they just, they only, you know, they don't review that much anymore. It doesn't seem like. So if you like yeah. see some weird ass game that you like on there that nobody else has reviewed, then there's a, definitely a space for that, you know, like for especially yeah. in the written reviews, because that seems to be going the way, which is, I'm glad you're still writing stuff because it annoys me that a lot of stuff is in video form. Like sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. we like looking at our phones and some, and I like to still read things, you know, so I like it that people. Right keep the articles yeah. going and all that. I feel like IGN's kind of like ditched most of that. Like most of their stuff is just videos. And it's like, I don't want to watch the video. I want to just read, you know, I want to read an article, <laughs> you know, and all that. Yeah. It's cool. So. That they, um, they have a bit of both. I think it's probably the best route to go when it has like, you know, the written review, but maybe like also a video version of it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. But yep. yeah. And that's something that I actually have been like somewhat surprised by because I've, you know, worked for a few different sites at different capacities, like volunteer to paid or whatever. And um, I think it's really cool. Like some of the stuff we do cover or some of the games that we like do f- do for review. Cause like uh, we get, you know, paid per review and it's not like a very high pay rate, like in all honesty, but mm-hmm. um, I've definitely worked for places where it feels like they're a little bit more stingy with what's being covered because maybe they can't afford that much. So they like try to, you know, everyone's trying to build their website. Um, and I feel like sometimes places will, not cover something because they don't think it'll be popular but so far like at, at playstation lifestyle like i've been surprised with by how small some of the things we cover are like mm-hmm. i'll see something in my email and i'm like oh this is like too trivial of a game to cover like no one's gonna care and then i'll see like my boss put it up as like hey like if anyone wants to write something on this like let's do it and i'm like oh cool and and sometimes it's like a game that ends up being really cool or like like Candleman, like that's like a really small like kind of indie game and I was like, I didn't know if we had that up for review because uh, we have boards for like games that we can review. You put your name on it and then uh, our editor will select someone. If there's no one that wants it, then you get it by default. But like if there's two or three people, he'll just pick somebody. Um, and I wasn't sure if we would get to review that. And I asked him like if I can suggest 
things that we can get codes for if they're not already up or what the deal is. He's like, oh, yeah, just let me know. But then I looked on the board and Candleman was already there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because I definitely want to review <laughs> Candleman, even though, yeah. you know, it looks like it might be one of those like six to eight score games, you know, probably just all right. But like something small like that, it's like it's really cool that, you know, I can review that, get paid for it. It'll be on our site and kind of, you know, highlight something a little bit different that other places might not cover. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, no, it's really yeah, it's really cool to hear all the uh, behind the scenes and stuff. Like I said, I've never actually talked to a game journalist and like hear all the stuff that you guys get to do and all that. And just like, yeah, different taking different angles from it and all that. Is there is there any like is there like a somewhere that you would like to end up? Like, do you want to work for something as big as IGN or would you like rather go for like a smaller site or what is like your uh, <laughs> you, you want to go? You want to go to IGN? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I want to get so big that I leave IGN. That's the dream. No, uh, but like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I want to go, go to off IGN and start your own uh, kind like of kind of funny games or whatever, like uh, or like whoever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get there and then leave and then do a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. W- um, but I mean, in all honesty, like I would say I want to go to IGN just because since they're like the hugest in the industry i feel Mm -hmm. like i could grow the most professionally there because like there's nowhere bigger like i mean obviously you could maybe like something else because it's smaller or just something different Mm -hmm. but ign's like the pinnacle of games journalism so yeah for sure ign's the dream but in all honesty i feel like i would really really fit in at kotaku Mm -hmm. um like i feel like my i write really weird stuff i have like a very like i don't know i kind of do some goofy coverage and i feel like there are they always have like these weird, interesting angles. Uh, mm. Actually, had you know that FIFA thing that I wrote went up on Kotaku mm. as well. So, no, nice. yeah. um, I would, you I think I would there. be really, yeah. yeah, I think I'd be really at home there. Like yeah. my co- my content, I think fits what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, my my goal would be IGN, um, yeah. or to somehow make so much money that it'd be less money <laughs> to be working at IGN because I don't really like pay like crazy well. I mean, it's it's a field that doesn't pay a whole lot, yeah. but I don't really care as long as I can eat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good. I don't need oh, sure. to make yeah, like, yeah. crazy money on it. Yeah. Um, and if you work at IGN, you got to live in San Francisco, which is a whole other thing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah it just mm-hmm. kind of switches over. But I mean, Chicago's pretty expensive. And I want to go West Coast for sure because I hate the cold. Mm-hmm. Um, though the time differences are getting really crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. For but sure. one thing that's super cool because, like, you know, I'm pretty new to like doing stuff at a more professional scale. Like, and I feel kind of like it's it's really weird because like obviously you try to approach everything professionally and be like, oh, yeah, I've done this before, even though you haven't done it before and mm-hmm. you're kind of a nerd about it. Yeah. Like I love and I'm sure I'll get over this like in a month or something. But like receiving press kits is so cool to me oh, yeah, because yeah. they like curate the sure. screenshots in a little folder. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so cool. Like I think it's the coolest thing ever. Like what the like dev they're presenting to you. Yeah, like they're just like here's a here's the press kit, and then I'm like, oh, so these are the screenshots that they feel like best represents their game. I think that's so fascinating. Oh yeah, like yeah, what yeah. they decided to pull specifically. I mean, a trailer is kind of the same concept, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. That's like it's so cool to me. Um, so I'm still nerd out about that. And like, you know, a few years ago, the first time I got to review a game before it came out, it was uh, the first game I ever did that for was the um, Laura Croft Go on mobile. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool uh, because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm playing this game before anyone else. Like, it's just like so cool to me still, even though, honestly, like one thing that's really hard about reviewing games before they're out is like, especially since it's like freelance work. I'm like, what happens if I get stuck in the game? And like, yeah, I don't really I have yeah. I, I I really have that happen. Yeah. So was, that's been fine. But I'm always like. I mean, you're not. There's no answer anywhere. They don't give you got more pressure because you're not playing for fun. You're supposed to review it, and yeah. you got to get far in the game. Wow. Yeah, I always wonder. Yeah, you got to beat yeah. it basically. So it's like that's always a little bit like yeah, a little scary, but um, yeah, but always, yeah, it's it's been it's been super cool. So. Uh-huh. 
you know, we'll see how stuff progresses. But yeah. um, but it's yeah, I'm like learning a whole exciting. bunch of stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just really trying to push and like mm. do as much as possible. Eventually, I want to go next level and like do in-depth research on things because I want to fill in like the gaming gaps I have for like older gen stuff and just yeah, like kind yeah, of get yeah. more well-versed in mm-hmm. everything and read more articles. And, and yeah. I want to do individual blogging on my website and stuff sure. like that. But um, one thing at a time, sort of. Yeah, that's 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 awesome, though, that you I mean, that's yeah, we're su- super proud of you that you uh, <laughs> that you get to do the. Yeah, that's Thanks. awesome. I'm, I'm sure Everyone's like been so cool. the press yeah. kit. Yeah. I mean, just even thinking about looking at press kits and all that, I'd be like, oh, cool. This is the other side of it, you know, and you can see to see all that um i was gonna i forgot oh it's like when we're on the subject of reviewing stuff like before it's come out and you can't find like strategies or whatever i always wondered what people would do like do they call the company and be like hey i'm stuck at this part uh what do i do because oh you God. can't really i haven't um there's well, nothing I mean, more I to do with yeah. two other gamer people so i would probably just but i feel like i'm i don't know what i would do Let's mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, i yeah. kind of would just ask them or just try to figure it out but like yeah, I don't really know. Mm. Um, I, I do know, though, one thing that was interesting. I don't I think it's this is OK to say maybe it's maybe it's not. I don't know. But one thing that was interesting is I got, um, you know, the code for persistence. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't think this happened with other codes I got or maybe it didn't. I just didn't notice. But um, like below the developer includes like information and tips for playing the game. So there's like the key features and backgrounds, and then they also have gameplay tips. I don't think that's actually pretty typical of stuff. So I thought that was interesting and especially poignant because it's a VR game and VR is kind of like Mm -hmm. complex if you haven't done it as much. Um, So like, yeah, they like tell you what they, how they recommend you play the game. So that's at least a little bit of something to hopefully help me out Mm -hmm. when I play it. But yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, But yeah. Um, one thing too that's been like really crazy because uh, I put up that video on YouTube that's like I quit my job to pursue games journalism. Yeah, um, yeah, I watched all and, that. Uh, yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, a bunch of people watched it. It, it. like viewed really well comparatively. Like I'm, I'm at a, I'm a really small channel still, but it got like, um, it's like one of my higher viewed ones. It's mm-hmm. like at four thirty one, mm-hmm. and I had a bunch of people like kind of come out of the woodwork in my life and be and like reach out to me about it. Oh, nice. So like I got my collab kind of off of that. Like Chris Pico was like, hey, I like you know, recognize you from the Middles Gaming Classic and I saw that you were, like, doing... It's, like, you know, people kind of suddenly... Not that they didn't take me seriously before, but mm-hmm. everyone, like, sees me a little bit differently and it's kind of, like, crazy. Um, oh, sure. And also, I've had people, like... I've had friends from college reach out and be like, hey, I, like, want to do, like, my own creative thing as a job and I think, like, you know, I seeing you do it makes me feel like I can do it or, like, mm-hmm. someone else yeah. is doing it. Sure. Um, and I've had, like... Uh, which I've, I've been on the other end of this because I DM'd a few people a few months ago for advice on getting into the industry and stuff. Um, and then I had someone uh, that I know, I think from NVC, you know, IGN's NVC group, they like DM'd me and were like, oh, like they, they kind of were looking for advice from me. And I'm like, oh, I'm not like yeah. even in it that deep, you know? But <laughs> so, like, I mean, I tried to like give yeah. insight yeah, where I could. But it's funny because when I DM'd people that were kind of, you know, not crazy famous in terms of game journalism, right? Not like IGN or anything, but people that are kind of in the field that I know write a lot. And when I message them, they're like, oh, well, I'm not really like no one thinks they're really doing it. So it's mm-hmm. kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's been like that's been like super crazy. Like just the reaction I've got from that video and like the ways it's actually kind of created extra opportunities for me. Like one of my coworkers um, watched it from like PlayStation Lifestyle and he was like, 
he and he like recommended that I apply for like uh, Game Revolution, which is it's a com- it's a website underneath the same company that owns PlayStation Lifestyle, and then mm. I ended up working for that. So like that got me another job. So it's just kind of all oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the way it's all snowballing is like really, really crazy and everything's uh-huh. happening yeah. like super fast and it's like insane, but it's, it's super, super exciting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Seems yeah. to me like the answer is just go out and do it. Like just go out and try it. Make stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Like if you do it, like, and if you yeah. do it and tell people you're doing it and talk to people and like yeah. you like rep it, like people mm-hmm. will like, cause everyone's actually like, it's, if you just talk to people, everyone's really friendly and supportive. Like. I've like joined Facebook groups for stuff. I like met someone today that I worked with at Big Cultures back when I was writing like more for free. Mm-hmm. And they also wrote for free, like for Big Cultures for the most part, because it was like, a, you know, maybe like an occasional stipend kind of website. Mm-hmm. Then it went under and then it came back again. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> and like they were on like the group chat on our Slack and was like, hey, just finished my first ship. Ship. This is so exciting. And I was like, hey, did I do I know you from Big Cultures? And they were like, oh, Janet, what's up? And I'm like, oh, my God, like yeah. I haven't talked to them in like two years. And they're like, yeah, I'm back trying to do this for real, too. And I'm like, oh, me, too. And, like, everyone's really supportive and wants to help each other out and, like, knows the struggle of it. And, like, you know, and it's kind of like I think sometimes people look at that as a negative. They're like, oh, if I don't know anyone, I can't get a job. Mm -hmm, And it's like there's some truth to that. But then just get to know people Mm because everyone's really friendly once you, like, talk to them and know them. And they're like, you know, they'll give you opportunities, not in a janky way, but just like because you know, they are aware of you and you're working and you're talking to them and you're mm-hmm. being genuine about it, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can be like, if you're just going to DM a bunch of people and be really like, hey, here's my mixtape kind of thing about it, yeah, that yeah. won't work. But like, yeah, like once you just get out there, there's like a bunch of people, you know, like kind of how I, I met you guys and stuff too. So yeah, it's all about, um, yeah, I mean, yeah and I, I really like that. And we we yeah. live in, we live in the, I mean, nowadays, the, we're in, we're in a time where it's like really easy to actually approach people, you know, like through like uh, social media or like Twitter or whatever. And it's just, yeah, it's really cool. You just start conversations like, like, a like our guest Kate, like, uh, that I just mm-hmm. kind of found, found her on Twitter. I don't know. I don't even remember how I started following her. And she just put up a thing that was like, Hey, uh, you know, what, what are people's like, uh, YouTubes or Twitch or whatever? I'm looking to look at other stuff. And then I was doing Skies of Arcadia and she liked Sega. And then we started talking, you know, so it's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of how, you know, it's cool that that it's just like it's not really about like um who you know or whatever because you can actually if you're out there and you're reading other people's articles or watching their videos or whatever mm-hmm. you can comment and you can contact them and it's a you know it's possible to have this like make this community thing out of it which is amazing. It's these are like jobs that like could never really exist like in the Yeah, exactly. in the past, which like, is cool. I don't cool. even know how yeah. I'm going to you know, I haven't like talked to my dad about my like career changes and I don't really mm-hmm. know how I'm going to explain it cuz he's going to be like what is what <laughs> you know like well, it's just make sure like without the yeah. internet i couldn't do what oh, my job is now yeah, yeah. like it's crazy people are creating yeah. their own jobs now which is amazing you know like patreon yeah. and all that was like would be unheard of like 10 years ago but uh yeah. you know save all of your receipts get a, get a good accountant for your taxes I, know, I was thinking about that i'm like hold on where's that psvr <laughs> oh yeah PSVR no receipt? i think i mean um, you should you should be able to i mean i you know i work in i work in movies and uh and like uh, commercials and stuff like that and uh, i basically you know, try to tax as much as I can. So I like, I bought a bunch of sound equipment for this movie that I'm on right now and I'm taxing mm-hmm. all of that. And you have to, a lot of times you have to spend, you have to spend, you know, more money than you might be able to afford, but it'll help you later in the long run. So it's right. really good to have a guy, have like a guy who does, like I have a, I have a guy that's a friend of, friend of my fiance. He's an actor, but he's also a lawyer. He does, um, he does the tax stuff for it's me. It's a hell of a resume. Or not, or maybe yeah. not, not necessarily a lawyer, but he does, yeah, he does tax stuff and I go see him and pay him, yeah. like, pay him like 200 bucks and he like, you know, does all that work for me to make sure that I 
don't yeah. have to pay taxes well, I'm need that and all that. You know, yeah. Freelance, everything is like taxed most for the most part. Ten ninety nines and all later, that, right? And I'm not looking yeah, forward yeah, to paying yeah. money in taxes. Yeah, well, no, that's why you got to just make sure and do the yeah, do the tax write offs and all that. And, sure. and you should, yeah. I mean, I you should be able to tax write off all your game purchases. I would believe, right, for what you're doing because it's game journalism. I don't see why you would. Yeah, as research. Yeah, I got to start collecting some things yeah, get I, all organized because yeah, i like text i write off all of my like movie purchases like any like any movie tickets like that's 100 percent and gas mileage and whatever else you know so that's it that's about it. it's just like staying on top of that but yeah save all your receipts for all the stuff that you buy just mm-hmm. so you have it you know in case you get you know in case you get um what do they call it where they look at all audited? your shit audited yeah <laughs> thankfully that, that yeah. never happened to me but you never know especially that's the worst but it's an exciting yeah. thing to do though i mean and then, like i said it's uh, i'm very happy for you and that's uh it's great that you're doing all that. We're uh, I'm gonna have to kind of wrap it up just because we're going kind of long on the episode. But I think this has been a fantastic episode, and I love hearing like the other side of things or like the insider side of uh, journalism and all that. And uh, yeah, keep keep rocking it out. I mean, you've done yeah. It seems like you've got you've got a lot of cool shit coming up. So I'm very excited for you and all that. Yeah, thanks yeah. so much. It's been it's been fun coming on here. I gotta get yeah. be on this show more often. Oh yeah, no, yeah, any, any anytime. No, you've done yeah. We've loved having you on every time, and now uh, you know now we can do like longer. Longer full episodes, you know, and all that. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, and it's a. Uh, I mentioned it earlier when John wasn't here, but uh, you know, we'll we'll all be at that event on the twenty fourth. That you'll be at, yeah. the, at the switch beat up, and um, granted that I get off of work in time, I'll be doing a DJ set there. So that'll be awesome because I've done. I've been trying to push the video game music uh, DJ set for a while, and I feel like this is one that like people will actually be there that might appreciate it. You know, <laughs> for, oh yeah, like, within for sure. Kevin's. Gonna, it should be a really fun time, and yeah. I, I love Kevin. So yeah, no, Kevin's awesome. He's been on our show like three or four times. I, you and him have, are probably about the same, like on uh, guest appearances. You guys have both been awesome, and come back and did a lot. And we and we interviewed Kevin as well at MGC, like for all his setup and all that. So he, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. Been, he's been very he's been very cool to us and all that. And last time, uh. Yeah, last time his tennis party, I was just like, I was just, I'm trying to, I was like, hey, man, do you want to, we should like, you know, I was like, I'm, well, I'm trying to get this DJ thing off the ground. Uh, why don't we, you know, I wanted to collaborate him with him with the I Play Games stuff to play music and that. And I, I have a feeling that's going to be a thing that's going to hit. And I just, I'm always scared that it's going to hit before. Like, I want to be there when it hits. Like, I don't want it to be like all mm-hmm. of a sudden, like everybody's doing like VGM nights and all that. And I missed out uh-huh. on it, you know, so. So that's exciting, but it's cool. Like, yeah, that it's just where we live in a time where we can do this stuff, where we can actually, like, you know, it's with the invention of internet and uh, social media, like uh, nerds can actually finally get together with actually with not actually being together. You know, it's 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 beautiful. I really I like that a lot. You know, the internet can be good. You know, when it's not when it's not all the <laughs> not terrible. destroy you. <laughs> when it's not awful. When it's not all about like advertising and all that. There are like good sides too, where you can actually network and you know get your shit off the ground. Yeah, and for sure. And um, I know you mentioned it before, but let everybody know where they can find you again. Yeah, uh, my handle across the board is GameOnysis. That's Game O-N-Y-S-U-S. So that'll be like my Twitter, my Instagram, my Patreon, my YouTube channel. Uh, but if you're not really sure like how to still find that for some reason, mm-hmm. if you just go to GameOnysis.com, mm-hmm. that has uh, my bio and like everything I've ever done. Um, I try to put as uh, I actually have you guys on there a couple of times too because oh, cool. I've been on the podcast a few times. So yeah. whenever I guest, I have like that under collabs and things. Nice. Uh, so yeah. So if you're listening to this, definitely reach out to me. We can, you know, hang out, follow each other. You can ask me stuff. Uh, sure, I yeah. love talking to people on like my YouTube or on my Twitter mm-hmm. or like, you know, DMs or whatever. Uh, so yeah, that's my yeah. Facebook too and everything. Mm. Yeah. Twitter's become one of my favorite things lately. I that's love a, Twitter. I like it so much. <laughs> I like it so much better than Facebook. 
I don't even want to look at Facebook anymore. But <laughs> I know, but I have to. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, like, yeah, no I, I understand. You got to be everywhere. Whack, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to build it up. It'll be all over the place. Well, cool. Um, and and you can find us at Nintendo Main Podcast. Uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, at Nintendo underscore Domain, and um, our YouTube channel. We mentioned it before. YouTube.com slash Figmater. F I N G M A T U R. And uh, for Game On Assist, that's Y S U S, right? Game On. Yes. Y S U S is how you spell. It? Okay. Yeah. It's like Dionysus, but with games. Mm-hmm. And that's for pretty much any of the social media. It's all. Yeah, every single social media. Yeah. Uh, I have that. Cool. Even my Facebook page, everything has that. Cool. And you can find me at, on Twitch, twitch.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast as well. And uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. John Nitter. And uh, our guest. Jack Garcia. Yep. Nice to see you again. And, um, you know, we'll be back next week to talk more stuff. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. See you. <laughs>